Good afternoon. Mm. Call the meeting of the Liberty County Board of Commissioners to order. It's good to see everyone. I want to get everyone, as we say in the church, everyone's fellowshipping. <laughs> That's a, that's a good thing. That's a good thing. We have so much to be thankful for in spite of all that's going on. And we have to press on. We have to press on uh, on my soapbox. Now, the people, when you're elected to lead, that's what you have to do. You have to lead. And it's not always peaches and cream. Is that right, Mr. Brown? Correct. <laughs> it's not always peaches and cream, but you have to have to push on. So we, are, In fact, we're honored to have been selected to lead, and we try to do our very best. Do we get it right all the time? No, we don't. But it's not because we're not trying or that we don't have the people's interests in our and hearts and minds. So thank you for, all, I see some of our, our county folk and oils, thank you for, for being here and for what you do every day. If I may be personal, just a minute, Mr. Mr. Johnson, I see the advertisement of your position yes, sir. after several years. Commissioner <laughs> 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 Giller, I don't think he's taking it back. <laughs> see, I, see, see, I thought it was getting to his heart, y'all. I thought it was getting to his heart. <laughs> He says no. He says no. It's been an honor to work with you, sir, and others in the audience, too, have given so much to Liberty County. Hello to those of you who are watching us Facebook Live. Thank you for keeping up with us. Uh, this is our mid-month meeting. We'll try to be uh, respectful of your time and those who are in the audience today, and we'll move on in that effort. Um, we're going to ask Mr. Mosley to come and lead us in our prayer. If you will, please, sir, uh, remember Mayor Tom, remember Tom Hines, the mayor from Allenhurst, who passed away. And uh, let's see who um, I was um, to do, do, do attend the presentation for Miss Gloria Boyd. Gloria I'm Boyd. Your district. Mm -hmm. Want to just pass, let him do that too? Miss Gloria Boyd. Gloria, Tom Hines and Gloria Boyd. Okay. Let us stand now for our invocation. Let us pray. <clears throat> Gracious God, we are so thankful and blessed. Father God, we thank you for the sunshine as well as the rain that has cooled the earth and has provided us with what we need. Father God, we want to petition on behalf of Mayor Hines and also Sister Boyd, Father God. We pray for that family as they grieve the loss of a loved one. We pray for your divine wisdom and insight tonight as this body deliberate on business that will further and advance this community. We pray that you be with them and give them what they need. This we thank you for in Christ's name. Amen. Amen. I pray that we should the flag of the United States of America and to the republic. One nation under God, indivisible, liberty and justice for all. Thank you, sir. How was that, Commissioner Gillen? I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Chairman. Yes, sir. <laughs> Something going on right there. Why not short? Some of the churches I go to, we get out at one o'clock the next day. He's going to do that. All right. Uh, awards and presentations. Uh, youth program. I know we have. Um, Mr. Mosley and Mr. Murray is here, so we will yield to them. And uh, I know the certificates, yeah, you have the certificates, right, sir? All right. You want to lead in? Yes, sir. Would you yeah. like y'all like to come down be part of the presentation? Well, you know we would. <laughs> you know we would. Come Did on, you say the youth? The youth? I was just noticing Commissioner Bridge is not here. <laughs> I didn't want to steal your, your son. 
He's probably coming. He's had to make that girl. Well, we're going to present to. Oh, this is. I left, I left my note. Huh? Right Let's see. Let me do it. Mr. Mia Fairnot, will you please stand? Wait, just shut up? We recognize Ms. Fairnot for her time with the Liberty County Youth Commission. She's. <laughs> Uh, was recruited by Mr. Sprinkle to become a part of the inaugural class of the Liberty County Youth Commission. She's been very faithful, quiet spoken, but very reflective and intelligent. Uh, just graduated from Bravo. Yay, go BI. <laughs> She's furthering her education with the matriculating at Georgia State University in Atlanta, Georgia, just very soon. Majoring in psychology. Her goal is to become a psychologist. Ms. Mia Fairnot. My voice is not, I don't, I don't think I need a mic. But uh, first of all, I just want to thank Mr. Mosley and all the commissioners, Mr. Joy, for giving me the opportunity to work with the youth. Uh, second go around this year, I had fun with it. Um, everybody was, good, was a great influence on the kids. And um, I just appreciate the, the loving environment that we have here as well, too. And everybody's just willing to want to work with the youth. So we had, we had a great time this year. So um, number one on the, on, on the list that we have um, that's going to be coming today to accept uh, the certificate of appreciation. We have Miss Karen Bell. Y'all give a hand clap over here. Miss <laughs> Karen, you know she's over there with Keep Building Beautiful, and the um, here you go, Karen. Um, she she really was a great influence on those kids. I think I think we we gave her three kids this year. We gave her we gave her three we gave her three kids this year. So they had a great time out there, and they learned something. They was excited about, of course, getting their paychecks as well too. So, um, <laughs> so we just want to thank Miss Karen Bell. <laughs> All right, so next we have we have Mr. Brian Darby. Mr. Chief Darby. Oh yeah, oh, hey, look, I don't think so. Mr. Darby, you know, he, he was very um, influential to my boy Travis and his sister. Um, they was over there at the fire department. And one thing that they was what stood out to most the most to them was he was feeding them, so he made sure they ate good. <laughs> so they, they always was happy about that. They, Everybody want to work with Brian. Um, next we have on the list, we have Mr. Robert Jai. Y'all give him a hand. Do you have him chasing storms? Oh, man, not, 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 not really. Not really, but uh, they had fun with Mr. Jai, too. I mean, I think he was feeding him as well, too. <laughs> so, he, he said, no, no, no. But, yeah, so we appreciate you, Mr. Jai. Um, he, like I said, like he, he helped us a lot, even with the, uh, the CPA. 
Hispanic, Steve Narcan, that we have as well, too. Next, we have Mr. Steve Marrero. Y'all give him a hand. Mr. Steve, you know, he was very energetic as well. He helped out with the sessions that we had during the program. Um, we had Mr. Justin Prater just coming in. Y'all give him a hand. <laughs> I see you, man. I see you. But yeah, man, yeah, Steve, yeah, he, he gave us donuts as well, too, when we had our field trip. And the kids really enjoyed him as well and his energy. So we appreciate it. I can't resist it. Next, we have Miss Glenda Roberts. We, we gave her a guy this year, you know, pretty much the life of the, of the, uh, of the, of the party, you know, so she was, a, I know he was a pretty uh, a challenge on her this year, but. Uh, we, we gave her somebody that we knew that she would make she was disciplined and make sure that he's on the right track. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I did. Yeah, so thank you, Miss Glenda. Thank you. Thank you. So I believe those were the those were the mentors. I think we have some more coming. We uh, next we have yeah. Yeah, we'll go ahead and go here. Uh, next we have Mr. Clint Stanley. I'll give him a hand clap. Mr. Clint, you know, he was over there at IT. He gave two young boys. He pretty much had, you know, free knowledge to, you know, about technology and stuff like that. So he had a pretty easy job with them. Um, <laughs> and, uh, so I know he probably didn't have to do much. He just gave them some work to do. They did it. So I know they had fun with that. So we appreciate you, Mr. Clint. Appreciate you. <laughs> All right. Um, next, we have Ms. Rhonda Wachauer. Ms. Rhonda, she was over there along with Ms. Camilla or I'm going to uh, present her in a minute, but Ms. Rhonda, you know, she made sure those kids worked over there, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> she made sure those kids worked over there at the Brothers Registration. One thing they always said that Ms. Rhonda always had something for them to do, so they, they didn't get no time off. They didn't get no time off. They didn't get no time off. Um, next, we, next we have Ms. Laura Woodworth. Laura, she had, she had she was over there at HR. She had a bright young lady, uh, Miss Jada, and she was very smart. So Miss Laura, she just had to assign things to as well too. She didn't have to pretty much do, do she didn't have to do much. But um, um, we, we just happy that she was able to help out again this year and really lead um, Jada to be you know who she is today. I, I believe she learned a lot from the program this year. So we we appreciate you, Miss Laura. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. So next we have Mr. Jerry Johnson. Y'all give him a hand. Jerry, I know this is your last year, man. I know this is your last year. We knew. Uh, he knew. He knew. Got yeah. a little face. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> yeah, Mr. Jerry, he was very. Um, he he had a young guy um, who who was very. You know, he was a stand-up guy. You know, at his, um, definitely at school as well too. He had a bright grades and he was able to lead him as well. Um, to learning about building maintenance. You know, when he found out he had to go to building maintenance, he really didn't want to at first, but Mr. Jerry made sure that he had a, um, a good time there. So that's what it's all about. Yeah, so yeah, appreciate yeah, you. Yeah. Appreciate you. Um, let me see where I'm going to go. Now, I'm going to go to some of the people that helped us out um, during the um, interview. So one, one of the um, ones, and also chaperone as well, too. So I'm going to go ahead and go to Miss Carmella Orr. Y'all give her a hand clap. She was over there at the tax assessors, not tax assessors, but um, voters registration with Ms. Rhonda, and they they teamed up to make sure that our kids were working. So we appreciate you, Ms. Orr. And she also volunteered on the field trip that we had as well, too. So um, we appreciate you for that, Ms. Orr, and all the help that you have gave us. Yes, 
and next we have Miss Kim McLaughlin. I think you did a lot. I, 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 yeah, you did help with the interview. That, that was a spur of the moment thing. <laughs> Mr. Moses said, we're short. Let's have a private. He said, I'm bringing biscuits. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah Ms. Kim was very, um, she was very fun. I remember one thing that stood out about the program, uh, we had her come in, and they had to critique her, what she had on her business attire, and they got her bad, too, so. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they got her bad. Okay, okay. And um, next we will have Miss Erica Smith. Miss Erica also, she helped out with, um, yeah, she helped out with interviewing as well, too, I believe. Was I in there with you, Miss Erica? Yeah, I was in there. I was, yeah, I was able to, uh, we were able to help, you know, pick some great young people, so um, that was fun teaming up with her during the interview process. So thank you, Miss Erica. <laughs> All right, so now I'm going to announce some that are not here to due to prior uh, commitments. Uh, we have Mr. Jimmy Martin. He was over there at the rec department. He was able to help us out this year, get two interns. So that was fun. So we need to give Mr. Jerry, Mr. Jimmy, a hand clap. Uh, we also have Miss Tiffany Smith. She's not here as well too uh, due to prior engagement. She was um, over there at prior and EMA helping out with those two young individuals over there. Oh, the DA's office, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, that's a different Tiffany, yeah. You're right. Appreciate you. <laughs> uh, we have Miss Patty Brat uh Miss Patty Bradford. She was here with us as well the whole summer. She was able to, you know, get Mr. me and Mr. Mosley tenors, you know, <laughs> you know, sometimes we you know, we get off track a little bit, but she made sure that we were tenor and make sure we, we were doing what we need to do for the young people. So she was a definitely an asset to us this summer as well too. And then last but not least, we have none other than Mr. Joey Brown. <laughs> what that got there? Man, man, Mr. Joey, Mr. Joey, he'll pop in every now and then. You know, it's always so good to see him in there. You know, I look at him as the top dog of the building. So um, to see him walk in and check on the youth and um, just give words of encouragement anytime that he could, that, that meant a lot too to see him in there as well. Um, and that's all we have today as far as the presentation. So I just want to tell y'all we appreciate y'all for this for the program and we look forward. To call y'all back next year. So I hope y'all I hope y'all um, accept our call when we call y'all. So thank y'all so much. Thank y'all so much. Somebody's coming here moving it down.
Thank you, Mr. Mosley and Mr. Murray. Finance, Ms. McLaughlin. I know I missed you last month. Um, we actually just finished closing the year and the month of July. We had two years open at the same time. Um, the month of July and August are always a little challenging for us, but let me just share with you uh, the results of your fiscal year 2021, which um, ended up wonderful. So at the end of 2021, we actually received about $1.6 million more in revenue than we budgeted. So fantastic. The majority of that um, is related to sales tax, actually, because sales tax uh, just took off. I mean, completely took off, and we ended up getting much more than we had budgeted. And I think that had to do with the online sales, the taxing of online sales that uh, took place. Um, in your expenditures, you actually saved 1.7. Uh, so we did not exceed your budgeted expenditures. We only spent about 95.6%. So in total, you ended up with about $3.3 million that you will add to fund balance, which is really good, really good. Um, now, when the auditors come in, of course, there's going to be some adjustments that they make um, because there are some departments that maintain some of their own um, cash accounts and, and records and um, stuff like that. So they'll go out to those individual offices like the DA's office and the clerk of court and the jail and that sort of thing, and they'll bring that stuff back import it into our system, and then you'll get a final result. But right now, we are looking at um, a little over $3 million that you're going to add to fund balance. Wow, wow. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. And, that, and part of that also, if you'll remember, um, includes the $1 million in the CARES money that you received mm -hmm. in fiscal year 21. So mm -hmm. all in all, a great year. Well, even with, help me out, um, Commissioner Thrift, if we take out the CARES money, you're you're still six hundred thousand dollars over your budgeted revenue. Yeah. yeah, you're 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 great. We're doing good. We're doing very well. Mike, you flip over to the next page to see um, your balance sheet. We have approximately five point two months worth of operational expenditures in your undesignated and unreserved fund balance, and it was about five point six months worth of operational expenditures this time last year. I think um, there's two things that kind of dropped it a little bit, uh, although we're very close to what we were last year. Um, for one, your new budget is higher. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we went from like 38 million to 41 million, so of course your monthly expenditures are gonna be higher. And then if you'll take note, if you look down in the fund balance section um, where we've designated some stuff, you'll see the estimated pension shortfall um, for the past several months. We've had a reserve of about $500,000. Mm -hmm. We just did receive our actuarial report, mm -hmm. 
Mm -hmm. And we are about $2 million, a little over $2 million short. Mm -hmm. um, we will be reviewing that report with the actuary next week to go over kind of what's driving some of that, um, what some of the changes were, because as you remember, last year we increased the defined mm -hmm. benefit contribution from 6% to 8%. So I was really kind of surprised to see it come in that high, um, especially knowing what our revenues have done and what sales tax has done and, and kind of looking at the market. So um, it probably is something to do again with the aging tables, the mortality tables, and even maybe some of the pay increases that were given out um, last year to kind of drive up that funding. We still are not at 75%. We're at about 62%, I believe. We need to get to 75%. We're working our way there. Um, the last few years, I want to say maybe the first year we ended up sending in <laughs> like 3.2 million, and the next year I think it was like 1.8 million, mm. then it was another 1.3 million, and now looks like it's gonna be 2 million. So um, hopefully, hopefully as things get back to normal, um, and then we see some of the people fall out of the, the program, those will come down. But mm -hmm. we are gonna review it next week to try and find out what's driving that. Um, you go over to the next two pages. This is what Commissioner Stevens uh, had kind of indicated last time that he wanted to see. And there are basically three departments that ended up, um, after it's all said and done, uh, exceeding their budget. Um, every other department had some savings, but there were three departments. The first one is judicial administration. This is where we capture all of the court reporting, and there is a significant amount of court reporting especially um, in the juvenile uh, cases. So that went over about $8,500. And then um, ju juvenile court, mm -hmm. they ran over as well, and that was um, because of the court-appointed attorneys required for some of those juvenile cases. And then finally, the last area that went over budget was in your other financing uses. And this was for a couple of things. This, uh, other financing uses department is where we actually charge the operating transfers out to uh, recreation, to 911, um, to the multiple grant fund, to Red Army Airfield, or to any, any other fund that can't sustain itself. So um, this year, recreation needed a little bit more than we had originally budgeted because, of course, we shut down their programs. Additionally, um, I think it, when we went through the budget process, I might have told y'all we were going to merge the recreation fund into the general fund. Mm -hmm. Well, up to the point of last year, the recreation fund actually owed the general fund about $390,000. So in order for us to pull the recreation fund into the general fund, we actually had to charge off that debt. So we had to, because the, a fund that doesn't exist anymore can't owe the general fund $394,000. So we went ahead and um, captured that, eliminated that debt. So that's why that has run over. However, all of the other departments actually had savings. Um, the biggest savings was actually in the purchasing department. And that's where we keep all of the funding for your new personnel and your capital items until such time that those things actually take place. So throughout the year, if there are something, um, if there are employees that are going to be hired or things that are going to be purchased, as they are, I move the money into that department. The bulk of the savings 
that we earned from that was because we did not need to move that money into the fire department because we couldn't get the firefighters. Um, we're still working on getting those firefighters. As you recall, last year we budgeted for 18, but at the end of the year we still hadn't, we still hadn't hired all those 18 new people. Um, again, you've got 18 more people budgeted this year, so we won't move that money in until we get those employees in. So you had savings in uh, personnel services and, and, and benefits, salaries and benefits. Um, other departments that had significant savings was actually in risk management. Um, we had budgeted for a couple of things like a worker's comp. We actually ended up getting a refund. Instead of having to pay out fifty to $60,000, we actually got a refund for $45,000. Um, there was also some savings in um, a couple of the other benefits that are charged to that department. Um, when we have lawsuits and all that we have to pay out, we just we didn't have to pay out as much this year. So you had a big savings in risk management. Um, and when you go on down, the next biggest savings was actually in fire services. And again, there was a piece of equipment, I want to say somewhere around $135,000 that we've had on order for several months, but can't, we can't get it in. So we ended up not spending it. So that was a savings in his department. And then I think um, the road department also had a significant amount of savings, um, about $148,000. And again, you can see uh, where you have the remaining balance in those columns. You can see where everybody ended up and the savings that they added back to the general fund. Now, before we actually send everything, all of our trial balances to the auditors, I'll end up taping, taking some of that uh, purchasing money that's sitting there in that department, and I'll go ahead and cover the shortfalls in those other three departments so we don't end up with any findings from the state for budget overruns. Um, your, solid your solid waste operations actually ended up with $146,000 net income great doing exactly what we need to do um, let's see there was one one department the recycle operations they ran slightly over budget about seventeen hundred dollars but the other three departments within the solid waste operations were able to cover that so that they generated about one hundred and sixty three thousand dollars of savings which contributed then to the one hundred and forty six thousand dollar net income your other special revenue funds, 911, victim witness, child support, uh, recreation, record service center, all operated under their budget. Um, so they all came in with a savings. When you look at sales tax, um, again, doing wonderfully. If you go to the third page of your sales tax, you can see the actual uh, collections. And for the month of June, we actually received a little over a million dollars. So to date, we are actually, I want to say, two, $2.1 million, almost $2.2 million ahead of schedule, which is super. Um, this program actually stops collecting in March of 2023, and we're already $2 million ahead of schedule in sales tax six. So really doing well. And then your T-SPLOST, again, um, if you look at the collections on that, we received 941000 for the month of June. Fantastic again. And this month, um, well, you'll see in July is the first month that we actually come out of the red on those budget figures. So um, 
fiscal year 21 was, I mean, with all the trials and, and, and everything we had to go through with COVID and, and shutting down programs and um, doing all these extra things that we had to do to meet all these requirements for safety and everything, um, it turned out to be a great year for us financially. So if you don't have any, anybody have any questions on, on the June results? Well, I want to make sure that uh, the money that came from District 6, where is that money showing at now? That came from Commissioner Wallen to go toward the Miller Park. Where is that money showing at? So I understand that he had originally kind of tossed out a number, but I don't believe we were going to actually commit or obligate any money to that until the project was actually awarded. And then once we saw what the price was, then we were going to determine who wanted to contribute what from their road money. So at this point, I haven't obligated anything of District 6 for Miller Park. What Why money not? has been spent on Miller Park? I'm sorry, what money has been spent? Yeah. Um, I'd actually have to run, we, this report combines everything that was spent on recreation, so I would actually have to go run a separate report just for Miller Park to tell you what has spent, been spent to date on Miller Park, so I can do that. I'll make a note of that and actually send that to you um, because this just gives a combined total of all recreation projects. But as I understand, we did we just put that out for bid or has it's it, out for bid now? It's out for bids. So, um, yeah, I'm not sure what what that Miller Park will cost. Um, and I think once you see the cost, you'll actually then be able to determine how much of your road money you may want to contribute. So what we're looking at then, Kim, on the sales tax report, we're seeing recreation um, here. It shows other revenue, 177000 Expense to date, 1181000 Obligated, 567000 That's correct. So if you look, I've got notes. So under the other revenue for the 177, if you'll look down there at note B, these are funds moved from 147,000 from District 4 for Gill Park, which was committed, I think, well over a year ago, um, $30,000 from District 2 for the basketball courts near the um, recreation office. So those are the things that are um, those are the other revenue. Then if you look at note number three for the obligated, what's obligated are the Gill Park additions, the basketball court improvements, and the ADA requirements. Once we get to bid on a project is when we go in and make an obligation. We don't do it based on an estimate because that wasn't working out so good. Um, so rather to be sure, we, we wait until the actual bid's received and awarded by the board, then I'll let Kim know what's been awarded. That and then I make the obligation. Well, that's what I'm trying to figure out, Joy, you're saying, it. let's just say the bid comes in at X number of dollars, uh, half a million dollars, but we've already got money expended for that project already. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And in that project, we had decided to put 
uh, of course. Now, you said we've seen the concept. I don't remember seeing the concept mm -hmm. plan. It was on the board here the other night? Uh, yeah, twice, yes, sir. Mm -hmm. It was here, uh, I think it was last month for the yeah. last time, and that's when we had the discussion about the money. But you've mm -hmm. seen it on the board to show us what it looked like? Yes, sir. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. It was so, shown by itself and also with the Miller Park Fire Station at the same time in conglomerate. Mm -hmm. And that's when we talked about what to, what to put aside, and that's when we said, let's go ahead and bid it out so that we can determine what that hard amount will be that everybody needs to contribute. Well, we I know, but we had talked about what money was going to be used for recreation, what money was going to be used for the the road going into the fire department, which was that was going to be fire department money and solid waste money. Right. And then the, the turning lane was going to be... Unfunded as of this point, but mm -hmm. right. We, we just had a meeting yesterday with the state on that, as a matter of fact, to show them the concept. It'll be a little over a million dollars on its own, the road improvements. Well, I know when we had talked about mm -hmm. it, you know, there was a little, I, I wanted to specifically ask where the ADA parking spot was at, and mm -hmm. we didn't have nothing to look at. I mean, that's what I was, and, and I could have slept through it. I'm not going to say that no, I did. No, the, I, it was, but it wasn't to the detail that you could zoom in on the parking spots. And Trent commented at the time how many were projected in there. And I think what y'all said was we need to make sure there's more. Mm -hmm. right. he, he said, yes, I'll go back and take another look at what's already programmed so we can make sure there are more. Well, that, that, and that's something that's important. That I mean, what what you're hearing is people that want to know what, what is it going to look like. Well, I mean, you know, this PDF that was out there the other night at Buckley, was pretty thorough. It told mm -hmm. you the entrances and the exits. It told you the green space, the mm -hmm. parking, and all of that. And that's the one that it's all. Trent, Trent's got that detail on that plan. And it was that was the one shown the other night. I didn't think it was shown the other night. No, well, not to that. Huh? Two months ago. Two months ago. Yeah. yeah. We saw the basketball courts and mm -hmm. playground layouts. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Everything. You saw that. Mr. Chairman, I had a question for Miss mm -hmm. Kim. I wanted to make sure that I'm looking at this correct. On the sales tax six, uh -huh. district three, so I have the, that number there, 240. That's correct. Remaining. That's. And then, okay, go. No, go ahead. And then on T Splost, I think it's two pages over. Uh huh. I have 275 available. Yes, ma'am. And that's it? That was the end of June. That's at the end of June. And the other one, July, you'll have. And then we'll look over here at this one. Uh -huh. Right, and that's May July. of Groves. Okay. Mm -hmm. yeah, that's the only two pots that, that I have. Yeah. Well, Mr. Chairman's got a pot. That's correct. <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget our meeting. You, you've been hanging around. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> Okay. Right. right, and you can see, I mean, you, and even on uh, sales tax six, um, like under mm -hmm. the chairman's, he had uh, obligated $80,000 to go towards Yeoman's Road. Yeah, that's so. all I got out of him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm working on this. All he got. <laughs> Just that one meeting. <laughs> okay. All right, um, thank you. I'll, I'll Sharon is Karen. <laughs> mm -hmm. I'll keep my eye on that. Okay. Any other questions on your year end? When you did, Mr. Chairman, I have one more question Go on ahead. the year end mm -hmm. about what was the, and I may have missed that, the 
percentage rate of sales tax collected? What would that have been as the revenue? Um, well, I didn't you isolate just I didn't isolate just sales tax. I grouped all the sales tax together, and as your sales tax out of um, out of the actual forty million dollars that you received, uh -huh. thirty one point five was some form of taxes, either sales tax, property tax, um, TAV tax. That's all grouped in. That's all grouped taxes. together. And yeah, now I could always provide you. Um, a detailed printout. Now it will have every single line item revenue. This fine. But this kind of rolls up. Here's all your taxes. Here's all your charges for service. Your fines and forfeitures. Um, but taxes was a very significant. Taxes in total. Total was an increase. Yes. Okay. All right. That's all the questions I had. Very good job. Like you said, for this year and everything we for went this through. Year, it, it really, mm -hmm. really was. We can get those firefighters. Employed, onboarded. Yeah. <laughs> so the ADA money, Kim, and the money that Commissioner Stevens and I agreed on, it, I don't see it where it says other revenues down there on the bottom. Okay, so there aren't any monies. There's no revenues for the ADA. That's an obligation. Right. So that would be in the obligated fund. I mean, that's in the obligated column. That's part of that 567000 Right. Okay. Um, now, like I said, even though you threw out a figure, and I don't, I don't remember what it was, 80000 or 100000 that you wanted to contribute to Miller Park. <laughs> I, I don't know. Uh, $200,000? What, what is that? I don't know. Well, mm. we can go ahead and book it. I mean, I mean I'll, I'll, absolutely. No, I'm just, I'm yeah, just saying I wanted to make sure that we we talked about two things, and and that's the part that I'm unsure of, and the, mm -hmm. and the two things was the ADA, I had obligated money for that, and I had obligated 200000 for Miller Park. So let's go ahead and let's go ahead and check. Okay, that. I, mean, I, I ain't in here, and that's what I want no, to make right, sure. No, right, right, right. Yeah, we were, I did we were not know wait. you obligated money for ADA. Yeah. He did. He did. I did not know that. We're going. Let's go ahead and show the two hundred for the uh, Miller Park. Then the rest of us were going to chip in, and only for Miller Park. Right. Help make it. Work. And how much did you how much did you want to um, contribute for the ADA? Uh, it was eighty thousand dollars. I'm almost okay for ADA. Mm -hmm. Okay. Right. Okay, I can certainly do that. I can move that money um, from your district. I can obligate it, and then I can put it, show it as other revenue for recreation, so that it'll help towards Miller Park, Miller Park only. When, whatever that turns out to be, and then eighty thousand for the ADA improvements. That's great. Thank you very much. Absolutely, I'll make sure that that goes on your August report. Any other questions for Ms. McGrath? Now, if I can get, if I can get about that same amount from the chairman, I'll be all right. <laughs> He's working on me on the And project. I do want to let you know that the, um, the, you, the Sequoia Circle that I think the chairman and Commissioner Gillard had, you had obligated 25000 mm -hmm. That has now been paid and charged. Um, so you won't see it obligated anymore because it's actually a, an actual expense to you now. That was a project. That's already taken care of. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Well, they billed us for it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let me they, let me ask you. They sent us a bill. How, how about the one that we, uh, Commissioner Giller and I, 
piggyback with um, Wellburn Street. Yes, so you have now completely paid your contribution and more, and we will need to, this is so convoluted, we will need to build the city of Hinesville to get that money back so that you, you only are charged for what um, you obligated, because right now, I think in total you had obligated like 198000 or 196000 It was something like $68,000 a piece. Well, it's, it's gone over that now, and I've already sent a note to the city of Hinesville that they need to send us anything over that amount. Um, I haven't heard from them yet, so. We need to, we need to. Going over there tomorrow, I'll bring it back. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I just kind of wave, you know, raise my hand to say, hey, okay, we're, we're going over the what we obligated, but I, I'm not sure. Are we, they're doing the project? No, we. We're doing the project. through our contract, right? Okay, so it's. It, it's our project, but it's in the city, and so we only obligated up to that amount and everything else. That's what I thought, we'll, we'll build the city we for. We should build the city for yeah. So, um, is it pretty close to being done? So that we can maybe just send them one final bill? It's done. I think it's done. I think they did project closeout and everything. If in, not, they're in August? The grass stand, but. I'll double check and make sure. Kim. Yes. Mr. Chairman. Mm -hmm. Mr. Brown. Yes, sir. Something else just ran across me. On this route study that was did, mm -hmm. uh, well, come to about, what was, was it, about 12,000? I'm not aware of a drought study. Who? I, I am. Okay. Yeah, it's ISO. Okay. All right. It's ISO. Uh, Wasn't that supposed to be, shouldn't that should have been completed last year and come out of the budget? The 21 budget. I mean, I don't, I don't know that it should have been completed last year. It just needed to be completed before that to be turned into ISO. Is it completed, or has uh, it been completed? I'm pretty sure. They can I think. I'm thinking. I'm thinking it was in this. May have been in his budget. It was. It was. It was in his budget. But if he turned that money back in. Well, um, first, have we received a bill for it? It's shown yeah. on Trent's yeah. bill. That's the drought study. Oh, that's, okay. Well, okay. I'm saying if it was supposed to go in the 2021 budget. That was 100% done by Trent. Right. That has already been absorbed probably in the general fund. Yeah. Um, because I don't, I'm not sure I would have. Would yeah, it, it needed. Right. It, ne it needed to be absorbed in the general fund. Right. So it, it, it my guess right is place. it was probably under general. So that wouldn't come out in the fire was, budget. Okay. It, it did. It did come out of the fire budget. It, there you go. So, but what I'm saying, it should have come out. The, shouldn't it have not come out the 2021 budget it, instead of this budget, the 21-22 budget? Well, it depends on when the when the work was performed and the invoices were received. Well, he if Trent, if I'm hearing Trent right, he's already billed us for it. Right, he's so already, it's already for been it. charged. But what I'm saying, it shouldn't it have been done prior to the 2021 budget expiring? Most of it was. I think the last bill is this last bill for August. We finished it yeah. Mm -hmm. So probably part of it was charged mm -hmm. to 2021, and the remainder will be charged to 2022 because it has to deal, it has to do with when <coughs> the actual expense incur was incurred. Right. So if if he did part of it in no. June, we charged that part to June, and if he did part of it in July. We charged it to your new fiscal year. I think from what I looked at, it looked like it was all charged to the 21-22 budget. The present budget now, it wasn't none charged oh. prior to. So I guess 
I'd have I, to I guess the question is, I guess Mr. Long waited until he completed the job to charge all of it. As it went along, so, so actually it's more than 12,000. Uh, yeah, there was some I know that was on his invoice for June, May or June, correct? What you do is go around with a bucket and dip up the water and look for it. Had to go to, had to, go to, had to, go to each location and do the topo. And then also go to the property owners and draw up easements uh -huh. and obtain easements from the property owners of the ponds mm -hmm. to be able to present those as part of your ISO documentation. So, but we ought to have some of those already, haven't we? No, sir. You had some old dry hydrants, but we're not talking about dry hydrants. You're talking about surveying every pond that may be available for water use for drafting with turbo draft and basically identifying those water sources and going to every one of those owners. I believe I believe we've got plenty of water right now. I mean, Clark's sitting back there. He said there's plenty of water. <laughs> okay, all right. Well, I, and I want to piggyback on what, uh, or horsey back on him, whichever way we want to talk about it, but that, that's where I'm getting confused on, Kim. The, I mean, where I understand a warden and paying some of these out, but we're paying it out in arrears, or are we paying it out month by month, or are we paying it out when the job's complete? We're paying it out as we're getting billed for it. So when we receive a bill, we pay it. Okay, and then Joey, you approve them, right? I don't see all the bills, no, sir. No, sir. Mm -hmm. what, what kind I of? I approve the project ahead of time. I see the budget and approve it ahead of time. Okay. So as those signed invoices come in, and they're signed by the county engineer, or it depends on which project. If it's a right mm -hmm. army airfield project, Mr. Brown signs it. If, if it's, it's a capital a, project, it if, comes through me. Right, if it's a road uh, thing, then the county engineer signs it. So once I get a signed invoice approved, then yes, we pay it. So are we, since we've done moved this money around here, are we, are we, are we right then with our numbers? You said we were more sales tax money, or are we shorter now? Since we just talked about this, we moved. I was under the impression that 200000 was already sent over there. I mean, we, we talked yeah, about it back in January. We, we, talked about it in, we talked about it two months ago when you saw the drawing, and we said in this chamber, we will not move the money anywhere until we bid the job to decide what the cost is going to be so we can see what everybody wants to commit. And that's when the board said, put it on the street. When mm -hmm. you saw that draw. I think. That's the so last we, thing I So we have not part. moved it. And we can move it. It's not a big deal. We'll right. go ahead and show it over there. Yeah. But I'm, I'll move it. Whatever y'all want to do it. But absolutely, you discussed it. Well, right. But I'm saying when the, when the project first came out, which was in January or February of this year, and that's when we talked about it. And we said, if we're going to do this, how much time is it going to take? To get it going and that was the whole reason I wanted to make sure there was money mm -hmm. that I could help with the project right and that's when Trent said well we got about two or three weeks of engineering that's right all right and now we're fast forward to where we're at now and that's why we'll make sure the money that I obligated is just coming out today there's nothing been put in there since then Nothing's come out of your district. Okay. Since then. No, sir. It, it, yeah, we're going to go yeah, ahead no. now, and, and we'll go ahead and move that money over. 
uh, and it'll show on your next report. Okay. It'll it'll show your obligation over right. there. Okay. Yeah. And then and then when we bid the project, whatever else anybody else wants to kick in and stuff like that, that's what y'all had said you'd do. And right, you, you can add to it. You're going to need to add to it. So. You're right because I'm looking at July's report <clears throat> and and without taking away the two hundred thousand or the eighty thousand, you have six hundred and forty six thousand dollars available. But I will in your August report obligate eighty thousand for ADA mm -hmm. and two hundred thousand for the Miller Park so that, that can you can have a more accurate okay. amount of what you have available. Right. And ADA is not started yet, right? ADA has been started, oh, yes. Yeah, ADA's it's been already started. where are we at now with it? Trent can maybe cover that in his report. I think he'll cover it when he comes. Okay. Okay. Yeah, because we've already paid some on the ADA. Good deal. All right. Uh, it's, it's all about the money. I don't <laughs> mind telling you. Okay. Sit on your end. Okay, so mm -hmm. July should be pretty quick. <laughs> um, we did close July as well. So a couple of things. Um, of course, in one one month in, we've only received about two percent of our revenue. So, and we've expended um, about seventy seven percent of our expenditures, which is good because eight percent is exact target. So we're doing we're doing well. Um, at the end of July, you've got. 4.6 months worth of operational expenditures in your undesignated and unreserved fund balance. And one year ago, it was at 4.8 months. So we're, we're real close. We're, we're doing just fine. Um, there are a couple of departments that pay a lump sum cost in the first month or two, so it kind of skews their budget. Um, data processing is responsible for paying some of the uh, computer service agreements. I, I know the service agreement just for our financial software is, I think, somewhere around $38,000 a year that has to be paid all at once at the very beginning of the year. So it's kind of skewed his budget. So it looks like his budget's running ahead of schedule. It is because of that payment. Um, your general admin fees to Coastal Georgia Regional Development Center, we paid those all at once too. So. There shouldn't be anything else coming out of that budget. Those are paid all, all at once up front. Um, Superior Court, we pay the law clerk expenses all at once up front. So that'll skew that budget a little bit initially. And then uh, Circuit-Wide Public Defender, they, there's actually two months of charges in July because they require a prepayment. Mm -hmm. um, you have to pay a month in advance. So we'll do a journal entry to move one of those payments into the prepaid so you'll that'll come back in line and then the sheriff's department so when you passed your budget uh, when you adopted your budget there were seven departments that belonged to the sheriff and he took those departments and did a bunch of restructuring in the first two weeks of this fiscal year in July and he combined those to make five departments and in doing so they completely restructured However, during the first couple of weeks, the, the, the people who were originally captured in 3300 were already being posted through payroll. Now, what used to be like 30, 35 people in Department 3300, there's now like eight. But for the first couple of payrolls in July, we hadn't had a chance to move all of those people so that the expenses could fall in line with the actual budget. In total, though, if you look at his total budget, he's doing fine. It's just in the salary line items because of those postings, we haven't had a chance to move that money properly to match where the employees are. 
They all get paid the same time. Right? They're all getting paid the same time, but they were being charged. If, if you're housed in 3,300 and now all of a sudden, you know, you're, we're processing payroll, two payrolls, say, for, for 30 something, 35 people for the first two payrolls in July, but then at the end of July, you say, well, you know what, we're going to change the budget because we only want these eight people. So we've already charged now those people. So now we've got to move those expenses once we finally got the budget to where he wanted it to be, only charge these eight people here, charge a whole bunch of people to what used to be narcotics, 3320. They used to only have like 12 or 14. I think they have like over 50 now. So there was a lot of moving going around, but at the same time, it took, <laughs> it took us some time to restructure the budget but we had to go, we couldn't move all those people all at once like that, because that's a lot of moving in payroll and HR in the system to move them, because we had to go ahead and process payroll. But it's the same money. It's the same, same pot of money. No, no, nobody got paid differently. We just moved the people. We, we changed the budget, but we had already processed payroll before they got those budget changes to us. So now that we've got the budget changes, we're able to go back and actually move some of those expenses to match what the budgets were. But when you're trying to close the fiscal year and still trying to operate the new year, um, it's tough, especially when you're taking seven departments and you're combining them into five and you're moving everything, completely restructuring it. So they only have like one department that has fuel. In the past, they had seven departments that had fuel. So it depends, you know, now all the fuel, whether you're a jailer, whether you're a detective, a patrol, uh, you know, all your fuel gets charged to one department, not where you're actually housed. All your training and education is, is done like that too now. And this narrative says that um, over the next couple of months, so it still would be, before you get it to where you want it, it still would be um, Thanksgiving or something. Well, I can just tell you because we're about to close August and I've had somebody out for 10 days uh, because of COVID. I have another person out on loan to solid waste because they're so short. So I've been running with about four, four and a half people for the last month. And I can tell you right now when you get your August report, I can't say for sure that we'll have those expenses moved yet. Because I kind of look at the sheriff in total. And we will move those expenses, but it's just going to take Miss Audrey and myself a little bit more time because we, we just finished changing the budgets in July. And now here we are in two weeks. We'll be closing August. Mm -hmm. And it looks like he's changed the name of like, yes, narcotics. He did. Is yeah. now... <laughs> yes. So it used to be narcotics, and now it is. Um, what is that? Bureau of Standards? Yes. It's Bureau. Actually, it's actually called. Bureau of Professional Standards, but in our software, it doesn't allow that many characters, so we just call it Professional Bureau of Professional Standards. Professional standards. What do they do? Is that Everything. Professional no. stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's Bureau of Patrol, and there's um, I, now Bureau I can't. Bureau of Patrol is that like the deputies on the road? I'm guessing so. I can't speak to their operations. I can just tell you how they wanted me to set it up. Well, it, never mind. Well, so so I, do y'all have a narcotics department in your county on the 
No, but uh, we got a Bureau of Professional Services. Well, my guess is that narcotics and detectives are all grouped together in Bureau of Professional Standards, I'm Sounds guessing, like but I don't, I don't know. The government up in Washington mm -hmm. or somewhere. I am. Um, Bureau. <laughs> anyway. That's the FBI. Let me. Well, Mr. Chairman, let me ask you a question about what Kim's talking about here. I mean, it's obvious that, you know, sometimes people get jerked around from one place or another, and it is going to take six months. What what harm would it have been? I mean, the, the constitutional officers have got a four-year term. What would have happened if you'd have moved it over? The money was the same, and he'd have formed that in February next year. Would that have been any easier for you? I personally think it's easier if he establishes what he wants now before you go into your next bu next okay. budget. That's it then. That's all I want to know. Mm -hmm. Sometime so you, this so fall. You can, right. Yes. So you can handle it then. Right. Right. Because then in the spring, when you go to send out your budgets, it's already configured the way he wants it. So, and and when they actually they wanted to do this last year, um, but there was so much going on and they were really just trying to get in there and make sure they had everything they needed. And then when we went through the budget process, it would have been very difficult for you to do a comparison of those seven to kind of what they wanted to do for five. And really, it's going to happen this year, too, because now they're going to have five departments, and last year they had seven. So I'm probably going to do the same thing I did and group things, not as department, but basically as categories. So salary and wages, um, benef benefits, um, purchase services, mm -hmm. supplies, so that in total you can kind of see what things mm -hmm. are doing instead of trying to compare one department to another because now you can't compare the departments mm -hmm. anymore. Mm -hmm. You're not comparing mm -hmm. the same thing. Mm -hmm. So. Okay. All right. All right. As long as you're not confused, we're good. <laughs> That's her skill set. Um, but that, that's, that's kind of, those are the variances for the first month. Okay. Well, yeah, I mean, that's what I was trying to, I mean, the money's, you, you budget so much for the sheriff's office. And I mean, I can see where he would want to put it, wherever he wants to put it at. I mean, it's just kind of like, you know, Mr. Pierce back here, he needs X number of dollars for his department. He can use it for... A deputy coroner, he can use it for somebody that's going to, uh, you know, the pauper's grave or whatever. I mean, I don't understand, but I mean, I just know that you got the dollar amount. Mm -hmm. I mean, Joyce dollar gets a dollar amount for his administration. Dollar amount is the same. Right. Dollar yeah. amount in total is the same. Mm -hmm. we, we did verify that. that. The dollar amount that they started with in the seven is the same dollar amount they ended up with. In, in five, and we even went as far as saying the dollar amount in salaries for the seven is the same amount as the dollar amount in five. We just got to move the expenses that were charged before we actually got the final budget, and that's the piece that we haven't done yet. And you'll get we're to just it. behind. I mean, I, you know, all right, I'll be the first one to tell you we're behind. Mm -hmm. Like Popeye say, I'm doing the best I can do. <laughs> we, are do we are definitely doing yeah. the best we can do. Is that all you have, young lady? Um, well, uh, your solid waste is operating um, within within their budget. Um, 
Every department is operating under budget right now, and all of your special revenue funds um, are also operating under budget. And then your sales tax in July, um, again, you got over a million dollars. You got more in July than you even did in, in June. You got a million and 48,000. Sales tax is just doing phenomenal. Mm -hmm. So at the end of July, like I said, you're at, you're at 2.45 million ahead of schedule. Fantastic, I know. And so, Commissioner Thrift, at the end of July, you actually have $259,000 available. That was a big in job. sales tax six, and then if you flip over to your your T splost, mm -hmm. you have um, three hundred and fourteen thousand. Went up quite. And in T splost, mm -hmm. you received nine hundred and seventy four thousand. So um, just doing way beyond what we what we, we really could have rolled a millage back, couldn't we? What's that? I said we could have rolled a millage back, couldn't we? Unfortunately, I don't no. think so because that's well, sales I think tax. We can next year. I mean, we already know what we're. We, we just don't need to spend all that. I, I we well we the local option sales tax, which is going into your general fund, is doing very well. But yeah. your your splost is is very specific it's on designated. what it's allowed to mm -hmm. be spent. Designated. On. Uh, but uh, going off of what uh, Commissioner uh, Walden was just saying. I mean, I, I know we all understand it's separate, you know, between the, the sales tax and everything. But I mean, I, I would like us to to look at seeing if we can roll back the millage because uh, e even looking at the fund balance, right? I mean, do we, as as a government body, I, I know we've had some trying times in the past where we were down to two or three, three months worth of reserves. And I know I see where we're at now, roughly around five. Mm -hmm. is, is, that, is that something that we could look at? I, I guess I look at it like so that. I, so the I fund did want to share with you yeah, guys. Yeah, the fund balance only needs to be used for one-time purchases. It'd be good to help offset your capital purchases. Right. But it doesn't need to be used for occurring expenses so like operations. In the budget that you just adopted, there is $789,000 identified as use of fund balance for the capital items that you did approve. So there is, we already have earmarked 789000 of it in your current budget. Right. Um, I did want to, because you mentioned the millage rate, let me just share with you as well. Um, the tax commissioner distributed the consolidation sheets uh, this week. We just got them. I have not had a chance to review everything, although I have spoken with all of the other entities, the development authority, the hospital authority, uh, the Board of Education mm -hmm. and the uh, City of Hinesville so that we can peg possibly adopting our millage in your October mid-month meeting, which would be oh. October 21st. So um, Mr. Brown and I are going to try and get together one day next week um, as soon as I put some information together so we can tentatively look at it and I can get all those forms ready to tell you, you know, this is how much real growth you have, this is what your reassessed growth is, this is what would it would bring in at your current millage rate. This is the rollback rate. I, ha I haven't done any of those exercises yet. We got through the <laughs> closing the year. So next week, we'll start working on that process. And as soon as we have information put together, we'll be starting to share that with y'all. And But again, we, we've already sent out those dates to all those other entities that we're shooting to adopt your millage on October 21st, which would be great because if those tax bills could get generated by November 1st, oh. 
I mean, that's probably the earliest we've ever, yeah. ever done it. Yeah. So that's what we're shooting for. Wow. Mr. Brown, Joe, you remember at the last meeting, uh, meeting before last, what your statement was that the commissioners set the millage rate for the hospital authority? They set the overall millage rate, and the only, the only other, well, no. So the dust authority sets theirs. They're not a recommending, so to speak. The hospital and the law has a right to establish their millage, but in the end, the commission uh, adopts that. Have you had any conversation with them? You know, I was just no, sir. curious since you. No, sir, and I, and I think we were gonna take a look and see what, that's mm -hmm. want to push that information out to them to see what they had in mind. Yeah. Um, so, so we'll see where that lands. Mm -hmm. All right. Yes, sir. Well, right, but uh, I, I guess back to uh, the, the fund balance, what, what we were discussing. I mean, I, I know we, we can only technically use it for one-time operational, but technically that fund balance is there for operations, correct? Mm -hmm. For instance, the government shuts down, right? It's, the fund balance is really there to carry you through the period of time you're not bringing in the revenue that you normally bring in. Right. Uh, you know, so your, your heavy revenue time between January and March. Right. So you live off a of fund balance pretty much from April through December, really probably, you know, probably July through December because your revenue is down for operations. So, you know, sometimes people call it a rainy day fund. That, that's not true at all. It, it, it is your ability to be able to carry the expenses of the county without having to go borrow money for those months. And that's the reason you want to try to achieve between five and seven months, and your policy says that. Right. I'm, so, 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 you know, history, and I'll be real quick. Uh, in fact, uh, Commissioner McIver came into it. A uh, situation where the decision was made instead of to sustain operations through recurring revenue, they went into the fund balance. We ended up borrowing money. Uh, I think Chairman McIver came in. The millage had to go up two and a half mills his first year to establish fund balance back, so that you didn't borrow money every month to operate it from that July through December time period. Okay, we, we got to be the bad guys. We were the new kids on the block. Yeah. But that's the hand we were dealt. Oh, I, mm -hmm. and, and I, I remember yeah. uh, one of our first came on the commission, you know, that, that, was, that, was, that was a rough time for us, you know. I mean, I remember going to some of my first classes, and we talked about fund balance, and they're saying they're up at five and six, and I think during that time we were like two, three. Two, two. Yeah, yeah, it was, wow. right. I, I was just, I was and we just, will get down to two. We, we will probably get down as low as two or three towards the end of the, I guess, what I call the cycle for the for the digest. So when the tax bills go out in December, you know, then in January and February, all of a sudden we're flooded, and then we have to live off that. If the tax bills go out earlier, we only might as get, we, I mean, we might get as low as like four, three or four instead of two. We have been as low as two mm -hmm. um, before, but then we get the, that tax money comes in again, and then we're back up. But it's usually just a couple months before we send out taxes that we're at, at our lowest. Right. At, at where we're going now, though, Kim and Mr. Chairman, Joey, and the rest of the members, what are, what are we going to do here regarding this actuary? I mean, you've already said we're, we're $2 million, mm -hmm. Kim, and I mean, uh, any way we approach this, it's got to be addressed. So, I mean, I don't want to say... Go to the digging in the fund balance, but um, I mean, listen, 
work it the way we'd work it at the house. I mean, if we are going to have our employees and and they're going to be working for us and we're going to have to support them, then that's something that we've got to address uh, one way or another. And when is it going to be time to pay it up? I believe that's usually due by the February or March time frame. If I, if From what I remember. Correct. So we're not sure right now. It is $2 million? No, it's, it's definitely a little. It's like $2,038,000. Yeah. did we get this because of our influx in retirees or you said the market? No, it's a, it's a combination of things. It's their, their mortality rate tables, their projected uh, rate of inflation, um, the projected benefits for the increasing salaries that people may or may not get. There's a lot of different things that come into play when an actuary tries to gauge what your future funding requirements are going to be. Now, I will tell you, the fact that we're at 62%, I think, is, is really good. Mm -hmm. I don't, I'm not sure we've ever been that high. We've never been required to be that high. Um, ACCG requires that you be at 75%, and we're continuing trying to get there. Um, but there's a minimum that they'll accept. And this year, I, I, and again, I'm not sure what drove it higher than what the shortfall was last year. I'm, I'm anxious, and I've got several questions. I've already reviewed the report. I've got my whole list of questions ready um, for this conference call next week with the actuary to try and understand how it jumped so much more from last year. Okay. Who, who the county is involved in this? I mean, what? I know at one time, though, we had a group of no, we well, don't have a pension committee. No, we don't have that anymore. Yeah, because what? the pension committee, when you were with, uh, unlike ACCG, when you were with Transamerica, the pension committee used to decide where those investments were in the market. Mm -hmm. But ACCG has their own investment committee that's made up of county commissioners and staff and pension folks that decide those investments. And so there's no need for the pension committee anymore. They basically do the actuary report and present it to us and say, here's what you owe. We're in a pool with several other counties um, that gives us, I guess, better buying power, but at the same time, it, I'm not sure we always, I don't know. It's, it's hard to say. We've only been in it, what, three three years now? You know, in, in Before Bob left. Four years, maybe? Uh, yeah, it's probably been four years. Again, two yeah, of the major years. things that are, three of the major things that are causing that is when the pension oversight group, not the ACCG, but they said, look, your pension, your pension plans are going to have to comply with certain tables and guidelines. And so they increased as, as the life expectancy of people was extended. That causes every plan to go up because then you got to plan for people to live longer. And it's a law. You got to plan for that. Um, when we, big thing, we were, we were looking at about 62% uh, that we were trying to fund under Transamerica. We went into ACCG. They said, that's not sufficient enough. Our criteria at ACCG is 75%. And so, boom, automatically. When you give a salary increase to an employee, mm -hmm. boom, it's going up. Your obligation's going up. So, you know, every, every time you increase salaries to the people that are in the pension plan, then that goes up. And the general cost of living. I mean, they yep. take that into consideration, too. The inflationary growth rate that they project out, they take that into consideration as well. So there's a lot of things. Um, and, and the market, and, 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 the market. and the, obviously, I just, well, I mean, and we're dealing only with HCCG. So, do you think it's time that we 
look around the corner and find somebody else? No, sir. Mm -hmm. Why? Because they they are only investing for county governments, and and very specialized people, people that invest uh, for cities and counties. Uh, cities are in mostly in GMA's fund, which is very very similar to ACCG's. Uh, and there are not individual investment companies that specialize in government securities and investments. For defined benefit plans. For defined plans. benefit plans. Which are a dying breed. I mean, there, there aren't, I'm not, I'm not sure there are any defined benefit plans that are still allowing people in them. We shut ours in 2017, mm -hmm. I think it was. I was hoping you, one or both of y'all would have said, well, we can try. But I, nope, mean, I'm, I mean, I'm just, I'm telling you, there's, there's not a market out there to shop for government specialized. There's, there's too many folks out there wanting to loan money and too many investment companies out there now. I mean, I, I know ACCG is probably a good group of folks, but uh, it may not hurt to get, I mean, there's some older people sitting right here at this table. Of course, I won't draw a retirement from the county and don't want one. They didn't get the job for it, but I'm sitting out there looking at Clinton and other folks and Brian and them, they're going to want to. So, I mean, I, I, I don't know. It may be time to get a pool of people together to have some questions that uh, well, they're, they're, they're guaranteed. Clinton doesn't have to worry about anything because whatever that pension is promised is going to be paid to those employees. That's why we have to build up the balance. So now Brian's going to have so, to worry. Yeah. Well, because Brian's in a different pool. Brian's in a different group. Brian's in a different pool. Well, but it's guaranteed to those folks. And um, if we owe them two million dollars, then we need to be getting ready to pay them two million dollars because we've got already got retirees out there. Yep, yeah, that's the reason we're setting aside two million. It's set aside in that fund. Yeah. In that. And that is why I reserve it. That is. That's exactly why I reserve it because I know that it's coming. And, and I, next and year it might be. You don't know what it may maybe another ten million. Depends oh. on all those factors. Yeah, there are a lot of factors involved. There are, there are a lot of factors. There are a lot of factors in there. And it, we, we took a long it took a long time to get caught get up there. to yeah. get here. Yeah, it took a long yeah. time. Yeah. I know there there were several years we were in the forty. Oh god. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember, mm -hmm. I remember it that's why we very well that we talked about it here. And yeah. I mean that's why it's mm -hmm. so important. To, I mean, I've had folks that's retired from the county calling me saying, When are we gonna get a raise? <laughs> Because we ran the retirees. Yeah. Yeah, we ran the figures on that too because uh, your plans never have we've never opted because this money would be more. <laughs> You've never opted to have an automatic cost of living for people that are already retired. That's something you could build into the plan and then your funding obligation would be increased. But yeah. Well they ain't gonna work for nothing. So well, the, unfortunately, those people that are retired can't contribute anymore either. Well, I know that, but I mean, <laughs> if we're going to yep. do, mm -hmm. do the fair thing, I mean, you got to try to give them something to live on or they'll go to ESG. <laughs> no. They, got, they need grass cutters over uh, our, our present staff is taking care of. He, he's talking about the retiree retirees. The who? Retirees. In, in those people who have been who are out of the county system right now who just – who are already collecting a retirement check. Yeah. You know how Social Security sometimes does a little cost uh, of living? Mm -hmm. I, I think that's what some of the retirees are saying. Hey, we've been receiving the same thing for mm -hmm. 10 years. Don't, shouldn't we get a little COLA too? It's not, it's not built into the plan. It's something you can do if the board if the chooses board to do. If the commissioners put it right. into the plan they paid into. Social Security right. what I'm getting. 
<laughs> I would tell you that 90% or better of the retirement plans counties have do not have automatic cost of living. Right. Yeah, mm -hmm. we, we have polled that to find out. Right. So under our, our current pension plan, how, how many employees? So there's retire? two different pension plans. There's the defined benefit plan. Right. Um, that's us old timers are in. <laughs> and then there's the, I guess, the, the new one, the 401A. Is that what a 401? Yeah, deferred comp plan. The deferred comp plan. Um, where your benefit is going to be based on what you contribute and then how, how the market does for you. Um, as and, we, and the commissioners match that, too. And the commissioners match that, yes. But it's at a level amount. It's, it's at a different... Yeah. Right. yeah. Right, that's, that's on a defined contribution. Mm -hmm. Right, exactly. So the more you contribute, the more the county matches board. up to right, that's, 5%. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's the plan. That's mm -hmm. one of the plans. Right. One of them. I, I, right. I, I, sit, I sit on on, the, on that state board. You sit on that board? That's why I ain't nothing doing. Hey, we're, we're not losing any money. <laughs> but go, going back to what Joe is saying, like, literally, they have professionals that strictly that's what they do. focus on on retirements and government and make mm -hmm. sure I'm telling you they have eyes on top of eyes on top of eyes watching well, they're, they're state audit requirements yeah, that we have to send and they have to certify yeah yeah because you can jeopardize your plan mm -hmm. and and, and I, I could tell you that the group of professionals on that from the legal team to mm -hmm. to the whole entire staff I mean they they watch every last penny and make sure that that they're, they're it's being very safe. You may, I'm sorry, you may remember when the teacher's retirement system went through a crash yeah. because of investments by private companies. Mm -hmm. um, and then the law changed, Georgia law changed. You can't do that anymore. And so they put, they put requirements in for government plans that are very stringent. For As a matter of fact, we need to make uh, we, sure. need, we need to recoup some time if we can. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, that's quite all right. Any, any other finance question or? As long as we talked about money enough. I'm sorry. <laughs> it was a good year, though. 2021 was a excellent good year. year. Excellent okay. year. Excellent year. Thank you. I really appreciate mm -hmm. the work of the uh, union staff, Joe, everybody up here. Commissioners, you too. It takes a team concept to make the good year that we had. And uh, every time you think you figured it out, though, <laughs> yes, another twist to it. But we'll keep working. All right, come on, Mr. Long. Good evening. Good evening, sir. Um, I have one thing that I did add to your uh, table tonight, uh, which should be a letter that looks like this, which is the recommendation for the awards of um, um, Point South and Palm Drive. We'll get to that in a few minutes on our report. The letter is the same thing that's in my monthly report, uh, but it also gives you the uh, breakdown of the bid tabulation. Uh, we did do the drought study. We were talking about that a little earlier today. Uh, we've been working on that. We did review 26 sites. We had to go to each site. Uh, for most all of the sites, we had to rent sounding devices and boats and get out there and take topographic data or bathymetry data from the bottom of all the ponds so we could figure out volumes and certify volumes for what we're doing. Then we uh, ended up preparing uh, reports for each of the ponds that we did do. Uh, each of those were about little shy of 100 pages each uh, with maps and different things. Uh, we did give those to uh, Mr. Darby, and he did uh, provide those to the ISO folks. So that is over there. We did finish that, uh, I think last Friday was 
the last time we had any time charged to it. Uh, Dunleavy Oaks drainage improvements. Uh, Mr. Wells has been out there and done some work on uh, some drainage out there. So that is in place. Um, Islands Highway box culvert, uh, that's still being reviewed. Uh, we did some stuff to FEMA, kind of waiting on that to finish up. Uh, we did look at a uh, what's called Islands Highway safety improvements. <clears throat> Basically, you know, we've had several conversations in here about uh, the new industries that are coming to the Trayport East. Uh, and we've had some concerns about the driveways that are accessing on Islands Highway and the amount of truck traffic that's going on Islands Highway. So what we ended up doing was preparing some schematics of what we would like to see happen along Islands Highway with a uh, rural section, more or less a four-lane uh, roadway uh, with left turn lanes, right turn lanes, deceleration lanes, everything we could to make Islands Highway as safe as we can for residents traveling to and from, uh, especially the Colonel's Island area out there coming into town as they approach and then they get to, into the truck traffic that there's room for everybody to get around. Uh, we looked at several different options of that. Mr. Brandon and I did. We also looked at it uh, with the development authority and we have also uh, talked about it a good bit with the uh, Department of Transportation. As a matter of fact, we had a team's meeting with them yesterday uh, planting the seeds, talking about different things that we could do, do to make Islands Highway safe. Uh, now we do realize there are some improvements we need to do on that that we need to do soon. And there are some that are long range. And we do realize that our ultimate plan includes a new bridge over I-95. So there's a lot of heavy lifting that needs to take place and a lot of time that this is gonna take. So this is really, and we've been talking about it for years. So now we have some seeds that are planted and hopefully we'll be able to get this thing turned into some projects, and get some funding from DOT and take this thing forward. So um, it's kind of turned into more than just talk. So hopefully we'll be able to do a little bit more with that as we go along. Um, next thing is uh, Lewis Fraser Road Bridge. Um, as you're aware, the Department of Transportation is going to replace the bridge over Lewis Fraser Road at uh, Peacock Canal. Uh, they had one of their first concept meetings earlier in the month. Uh, right now, the existing bridge has 11 foot lanes. As everyone's aware, we've been systematically widening Lewis Fraser Road to 12 foot lanes with extra shoulders and you know fixing that road up as we go along. So when I heard that in the concept meeting that it was 11 foot lanes, I <coughs> kind of raised my hand and some concern and then I went as far as providing a lot of different detail to the Department of Transportation to get 12-foot lanes on that bridge. Um, at the time I wrote my uh, report, I was thinking that we may were going to need a resolution from the Board of Commissioners to request 12-foot lanes on it. Uh, but as of our meeting yesterday, I found out that the change has already been made by the Department to use 12-foot lanes on that bridge. So. We're good and moving forward on that. Now, uh, there will be a period of time that that section of the road is gonna have to be closed through traffic. Um, and that'll be 22, 23 timeframe. It's not gonna be like right away. They still have a whole bunch of environmental to go through. They still have a whole bunch of um, um, bridge foundation inspections and things that they've gotta get jumped through to get all the design done. Um, one thing that they, mentioned to us that's not in my report that they would 
like to see us do some coordination for additional right-of-way that they think they're going to need uh, for the widening of the bridge, trying to assure them that I think we've got plenty of room for uh, replacing the bridge in the place that it is now. So we have some uh, going back and forth on that to, as far as the additional right-of-way they think they're going to need. And as that progresses, mm -hmm. I'll be able to let you know a little bit more about that. Um, switching to uh, stormwater NPDES, we had some things we had to get to EPD as far as that goes. That got uh, wrapped up and we actually got our letter today uh, for the audit that said we were good. Um, switching to Tundee weight drainage. Uh, that's one of, it's an existing phase one out at Haversham Plantation on the 196 cutoff. At two places out there where, in one place, the contractor building one of the houses filled up the roadside ditch, and then just down the street, another resident filled in the roadside ditch and started parking a bunch of not so nice cars and things like that in the road or in the, on the, the property adjacent. Uh, Bill and his owner has uh, notified both property owners that they've got to reestablish the drainage, and as a matter of fact, I think there are some court issues going on with the guy that filled in the ditch with the uh, equipment that he has parked on his property that's not supposed to be there. So we've been assisting with trying to make sure that that drainage is, is corrected. Because if you ride out there after these rains, all of a sudden you have water that comes all the way up to the middle of the road, mm. just sitting there. And so that's, that's not good for anybody out there. So we're trying to make sure we get that uh, corrected. <laughs> Um, Trayport West EMS building. Um, we did uh, look at the, um, I think I had a chance to look at that last month, earlier this month. Also, uh, we did have a chance to go out there and locate the power line that's out there. Uh, our proposed improvements are not going to conflict with the power line that's going down the road. Um, we are talking a little bit with uh, the LCDA, the uh, plan that we had originally had variations of sizes of right-of-way through there. And when we were talking to them about it, they said, oh, no, we want to be this size right-of-way. So we're making a few adjustments to be on the correct size right-of-way for them, um, as that part does. But other than that, that plan is done. It's at the NRCS for uh, our letter of technical review for the roads control. So as far as the site work goes with those minor modifications, um, we can start looking at funding and whatever we need to do for that project. Um, Becky Street and Olive Street in intersection improvements. Uh, those you uh, approve the contracts for that. Siddle Construction is the contractor. Price is $90,258.02. Uh, we did issue contracts to the contractor. They have gotten their bonds and their insurance and actually delivered them back to our office today. So we'll be getting with the chairman in the next couple of days to get those signed and uh, we'll have a pre-construction conference and then we'll be able to put on our next uh, report the schedule and, and what they're doing that way you'll kind of know what's going on um, middle park fire station uh, we're pretty much through with those we made some changes to the plans this week that were requested by staff uh, as far as that goes so uh, we've turned those back to um, architect and you should be getting probably uh, September uh, the final set of plans that would be ready to go out to bid. Uh, the Miller Park Recreation Park <coughs> um, those plans are out for bid. They open this coming Tuesday. 
Uh, right now we have two bidders. Uh, we did have a mandatory pre-bid conference this past Tuesday. Um, the prices that we're getting are broken up into sections. You know, the recreation sections, the building section, the roadway section, the deceleration lane section, we've got it broken down. So as we're looking at different funding sources, we can identify which funds go to what funding source. Um, Yeoman's Road, District 1, um, I actually brought a uh, drone footage where we flew down the road so you can see it um, while we were talking today, but the, the little computer there won't quite show the video. It gets a little too jumpy uh, mm. for you to try to watch, but that project's looking pretty good. Uh, most of the stone is on the ground. They got some concrete turbine gutter sections that they're tying in to catch basins and just some minor things, and we should be getting to uh, asphalt very shortly. Um, their end date is next week. So we do have a change order um, of 44 rain days that they have, that have actually stopped their work. That doesn't include rain days that they weren't really working anyway. So uh, what we need to do is I would like to ask that the commissioners uh, give Mr. Brown the authority to approve a change order for time extension of 44 days for the actual rain days. Now, we didn't count days that they couldn't work after the rain because it was too wet. We just counted the actual rain days. Um, I don't know if we want to stop and do that now, Chairman, or if you want to do that at the end. We can do it now. It's fine. Who wants to uh, offer that motion? And it's not that they're not trying to work. They're out there constantly on the road working. Mm -hmm. Which one is this now? <laughs> this is Sykes Brothers. Huh? This is Sykes Brothers. <laughs> they need some more time. <laughs> I think I missed the point. <laughs> They need more money. No, no, no. We're not yeah. asking for more money. No, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's, what, that's what I'm thinking, Justin. Justin, they need some more. 44 <laughs> days for rain. Yeah, 40. 44 days. Yeah. 44. 44. For rain days. Rainy days. And okay. They, they, they are days. I make a motion that we grant the employee that amount of time. <laughs> Is there a second to that? Yeah. Okay. Motion said a second that we extend. <laughs> To 44 days, uh, rainy, whatever you want to call them, for um, Sykes Brothers for Yeoman's Road. <laughs> no money included, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> All in favor, raise your right hand, please. All right. Got your attention, did it? <laughs> <laughs> he was working. I'm out someplace else. Mm -mm. All right, the next one is Palm Drive, <laughs> Point South Drive. <laughs> we did take bids on Palm Drive and Point South Drive. Um, the... Uh, we got two bids. The lowest bid was $281,107.30 from Sykes Brothers um, to go out there and, and redo what we need to do on Palm Drive and get it overlaid, as well as what we need to on Point South Drive. Um, so, so I need money. <laughs> you, don't need you need money. money. You need money. Right. No, you need time. So. Um, <laughs> 
Yes, and the second bid was 405,114. But APAC is usually, either they get it or they're really high. Hmm. But APAC is a big firm. They have a lot of overhead. Hmm. So, is that why they? But I feel like 281, 107.30 is good. The unit prices are very reasonable. And, and I would like to make a recommendation that we approve Sykes Brother for the construction of Palm Drive and Point South to include a 10% contingency. And that's pretty much resurfacing? Yes, sir. Okay. Uh, we've got some, some deep patching in some places where we've got some problems, mm -hmm. um, cracks and failed pavements. But after that, Mostly okay. Yeah, what do you reckon the reason is traffic control is where it's at? Per unit. The, the, the number or the disparity between the two? The per unit. I mean, on APAC, 46,000? <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't answer that question. Huh? I can't answer that question. I don't know why there's such a disparity. I mean, nearly four times difference. I know. It, yeah. and to, to me, like, I mean, I mean, this is not the first time that we've sent out bids and, and some of these companies are this far off. I mean, are, are they? Sometimes I think that's where they put some of their profit or they just put well, they need to thing, hide it you there. Know, unusual thing. <laughs> well, the, I'm going to get into root cut business because it says one sum of cutting roots, 7,500 on one and 3,500 on the other one. Yeah, yeah there's a lot of root cutting there. But it says there's one root. <laughs> that roots. It says roots. There's plural. Huh? There is an S. But one unit. I know, but look at the number of units. Yes, yeah, one sum. Mm -hmm. That means one, one price for all of them. That's, that's what I'm saying. They, they'd take it, right? <laughs> you know, and, and that's something over the years, we've tried to predict what the traffic control is going to be. And uh, we can kind of come close to what we think. Usually the winning bidder is, we get pretty close to, to those. But there are always some that are way out there that it's like, wow. <laughs> like back when we did um, Barrington Ferry Road, that section that we closed down and replaced the bridge and all that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they put like almost $50,000 on it. And what they had included in there was they brought brand new variable message boards put on either side of our project. Mm -hmm. When they were done with our project, <coughs> they, they had brand new, new variable message boards. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Gary does a good job of doing that. He, 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 right. A long way to go. Long way. So, what, what's what's the uh, time frame for completion once they start on these projects? I think I gave them ninety days, ninety or one hundred twenty days in the contract. Gosh, I can't remember exactly what I put in that contract. But I can look that up and let you know. And I do apologize that I don't remember. Justin? Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, re really what we do is we give them time to be able to get there and do it. it the the almost the in and out, right? work won't take that. How, how about striping? Is is that included or not? Ask me that again. Striping? Yes, sir. Striping is included. Do you get money from the city on that, too? For me? 
This is his project. This is. You ought to be getting a little bit of money from the city on that. I, I, I think I should. Home drive. Absolutely. Well, really, I know she has some other project that she's doing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, but but, but my whole my whole district is inside yeah. the city, just like yours. And his his city commissioner, I was had some other projects that she's doing in the yeah. same thing, other streets. Now, let um, you want us to move on this tonight, sir? Uh, if you could, that would be great. If you if you want to wait I, I, until I another meeting, talking, that's fine. I think he was talking to me. That's right. Yeah, I was asking the commission. I was asking the commission. I'm going to mess with you. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, yes, sir, Mr. Chair, if, if we could uh, move forward on, uh, on on both these projects. So if you start the motion. I will. Oh, oh, that, I, I guess so. I got oh, yeah, absolutely. One question. Second. Okay, now a question. Yeah, I was wondering, Trent, you got it dated July 29th. Is that right? August 19th. Is that up? Is that right? That's that's one of July the July 27th is, yeah, we just when we took the bids. No, that can't be right. That's what. Yeah, yeah. hold on a second. Let me look back at this date. Yeah, you signed off on the 29th. He signed off on the Yeah, yeah, no, we did. It's 20, July 27th is when the, the work, but we didn't have it in time to get it on your regular meeting last time. That's why I said we're taking that. Okay. I'll say July 27th. Right. All right. Yeah, July 27th is the right day that we opened the bids. All in favor? All right, sir. Yeah. <coughs> and, and, and included 10% contingency with that. Mm -hmm. Yes, sir. Yeah, number right will be 309-218-03. That 10%. And I guess Kim can go ahead and move that money over. We will. We'll go ahead and show an obligated now. Yes, sir. Mm -hmm. That goes all the way through now, don't it? Uh, Palm Drive goes all the way through. It comes out at. Huh? Palm. Um, Topset. Oh, oh, right. Yeah, yeah but when you turn right on Oak, can't you go down and come back in on out of. Palm is the escape shot from Atlanta 6 to Oak. Right. But what I'm saying is, as far as traffic, if they're asphalting, they can go to Oak and turn right, or they can turn on Cherry and all those streets and come back out, right? Just the only one that come back out. Well, Elm, Elm comes out. Elm comes out. Yeah, Elm comes out. And then Oak comes out. Yeah. Cherry, Dogwood. Yeah, all they all I was just trying to figure out. Some of talking about control. traffic control there, and I was wondering. I guess they can do access uh, and come they, out. They, they just run down sections. Denver. Yeah, we can do that too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. All right. Did we ever get to the vote? We did. We yeah, did. we did. We approved it. Mm -hmm. And so I'm going to send them the contracts and get that going. <coughs> Thank you. Okay. Uh, Fleming Road Traffic Control. I meant to have called Ryan Arnold because he's putting together some uh, public hearings for that mm -hmm. the last couple of days and get what he's got set up on that. Neglected to do that this morning. Actually, been at Straight Hill Road and looking at that, so I have not done that. So I will call him and get that report to you on when that's going to be. And uh, Elm and Bacon. Yes. So I, I think we got this one in Elm. I'm not sure we got Bacon, but we can get Bacon on there. Right. So. Right. What, what's what's the? 
So what, what's, what's the procedure with this? Well, with the city, we have to get I'm it. I'm kind of going through it with him the first. He's done it a couple of times, but I'm trying to learn it from him as he's going through it this time. But apparently what they do is they put it out, then they end up having a public hearing to make sure that everybody in the area wants to have. I'm, I'm not making it up. I'm, I'm getting emails and calls from constituents asking for it. Yeah. So, I mean, I, 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 I get it from, a, I guess, from a citizen standpoint, but I, I feel like if an elected official who's paying for it. I understand. I mean, and and, and I, I do understand where you're coming from. Because when I started this process out, I was like, okay, this is what we want to do. And they said, oh, wait a minute, this is the process we're going through. So I'm learning the process with them as we're going through it. Right. But, but can, can, you, can you ask them about the differential of, of the request? Yes, I will. You know, I mean, if, if I'm, I'm, I'm taking it out of money, I'm paying for it. I'm, I'm not, I don't know. Yes, sir. No, I. Completely, completely appreciate what you're saying. All right. Is that what the city of Pinesville? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. <laughs> no, they have Prince a kind guy, I'll tell you, he didn't make that known up front. And so they weighed out who the proponent of the action ought to be. And I'm not sure who decided, who, who did they decide was the proponent? Yeah, they're letting you be the They are the, letting him the be the speaker. proponent. So they, I, they, they, answered, they were very aware. Okay. They still insist on the process. Okay. Well, well, well. Next, next time, I, I just all the emails. I just get them to call the city. <laughs> now I save my money. Yeah. You good? Yeah. That's simple. <laughs> all right. And then the recreation ADA uh, accessibility project is going on. Swindle Construction is a contractor on that. Uh, the contract price three eighty nine ninety one oh fifty cents, and uh, completion date is November 9th, uh, twenty twenty one. He's doing a good job. He did good at Gum Branch. It looks really yeah. nice. Mm -hmm. and he's been <clears> to <throat> several of them. He's had to pull out of some of, of them. Because of the rain, yeah. Because of done. the rain. I think mm -hmm. he was doing some at Gum Branch. Right here. And had to leave. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. So there's a lot of things he's done and then had right. to leave because mm -hmm. of the rain. But he is making good progress on it. I think um, he has made some of the changes to some of the dugouts, too. Um, trying to look at some of the dugouts are having some structural issues that need to get worked on, so we're kind of looking at what we need to do to fix that, too. Quick question, follow up to Commissioner Walden's question there, Trent, about what percentage would you say he has done on that? And I know this is a top-of-the-head thing, but... He is probably 50% done. I'll go back and I'll send you an email tomorrow. I'll look at... Because he, what he's built us is not representative of where he is. But I'll get that number and I'll let you know that. Too. All right. Uh, Walterville Rose. Yeah, Did not forget to put it on here. I talked to Larry, and I don't have any, everything I need from Larry yet. So what I was trying to do is make sure I'm with him and he and I are on the same sheet before I put something on here that says the same thing I've been doing all along. I hadn't forgotten about it. I haven't done anything as far as Work relate goes to it, but he and I, I'm trying to make sure I'm talking with Larry about that. Yes, sir.
Yeah. Well, I need to talk to him about some other things too um, that kind of came up as far as the uh, Highway 84 connector project today as far as utilities go. Um, so I'll, I'll be talking to him next couple of days. Okay, I'll be glad to do that. I, just, I hate to put something on there if there's no real movement on it. I understand. Yes, Chairman. I, I appreciate what you're telling me. Ms. Smith? Yes, Trent, how about the convenience centers? Can yes, ma'am. We are working we, on the Gum Branch Convenience Center as far as getting construction plans going because we have property there. Mr. Bain and I talked about trying to get together because we need to approach the Martins or the property owners at the Alawite Convenience Center because we got to uh, obtain the property on that one. So we're trying to get that set up so that we can move forward on the Alawite. If we can't, then what are we going to do? Can we move on with Gun Branch? I'm moving on with Gun Branch already. Can you put yes. that on your report so we can? I apologize that I did not put that and on. And then did the go back out there and look at Pioneer Road? Yes, ma'am. As a matter of fact, um, we went back out there again today because we'd asked them to come out and do the warranty work. Mm -hmm. And I don't think they had done it. And Keith was out there and trying to coordinate. Keith was out there today mm -hmm. looking at it again since we've had the rain, seeing how bad it was, and trying to coordinate and get that work done. Get that, that work done on Pioneer Road? Okay, and then the convenience centers. Yes, ma'am. If we can start some movement. Okay. And hopefully it's bigger. There's no doubt there is a lot of... <laughs> a lot of trash. That all gone break trash? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it is growing. How much as much water on the ground as there is trash? In the <laughs> yeah. Mr. Chairman, I wanted to mention to Trent here, um, and I had talked with Joey. At the there's there some of our work that we are seeing here, Trent, and you brought up two of them tonight, which is. The development authority at the entrance in Midway, um, yes. and it appears that what's happening here, according to what I have seen, and of course uh, listen to Commissioner Stevens on it, these things are getting started, and then we're having to play catch-up ball, and that's really not healthy, for the standpoint is. They are the Liberty County Development Authority. Yes. Now, I don't know who their engineer is, but it all of a sudden comes back to the commissioners. Um, that that right there is something that I imagine the chairman can make sure that we don't have to do that. The other thing is we have agreed back a couple of years ago that all of the board members would have a certain amount of funds that we were going to spend um, in our district or to help one another. And I've been uh, above board trying to help all of them, everybody that's in here. And I want to make sure that whatever we're spending, sales tax and general fund, that we have those jobs ready. That's just me. Now, I don't know what the other commissioners are wanting, the chairman especially. But when we get these up here, let's make sure we have these bids or these engineering and all our 
data that we need to go that we can bid them and you've got them engineered. Okay, yes, that's the next thing. The differentiation between sales tax and general fund. Um, now, sales tax is a given, everybody says, but it's not. I mean, once the public decides we're not spending this money right, then we're going to be in trouble because we depend on it now. But every district here is important to me, and I commit to helping them, whether it's in recreation or roads or whatever. But it's got to be that, that we have got a project here that's on this. These jobs, if you're looking at them, they ought to be engineered, and they ought to be ready. And say if they're not if they're not engineered, I don't need to know about them. I mean, if Marion's got one, Connie's got one, or Gary or, or Maxie, if they're engineered and they're ready to go, then let's let's cut. So what you're telling me is, while I'm working on a project, you don't want me to report it until I have it ready and designed and ready to go. I don't. I mean, I don't want to hear them. I mean, there's two things that we're looking at. You're having to bring something up here to us. And when you bring it up here, we need to be able to act on it. And if if it's, if we're not going to be if we're going to be for information only, there's two things that's happening. We're wasting your time, and then you're coming up here, and the county's paying a bill, and you can just as soon send an email and guys, look here, I didn't get to this road and this road, but I'm ready. So the the important thing is, is to me is <clears throat> Commissioner Stevens needs some money. I'm going to know it ahead of time. Yes. But, I mean, when this road needs to be looked at, I don't, I don't care nothing about that because there may not even be funds for that road. Correct. There may not be anything. Mm -hmm. But I think that we have got a good communication open between all the board members and the chairman, and we need to be able to work together and say, if you need some money, I can help you. But, I mean, if Commissioner Stevens is going to take out a bridge on Lewis Frazier Road, I don't know what that bridge is going to cost, and you don't know what it's going to cost. So what we need to know is when the DOT gets ready and everything's ready and he says, this is what we got to have, then we need to be digging in sales tax money from one mm -hmm. through six and the chairman's, and then we need to be looking and see what the DOT's going to fund. And if we can't do it, we, we can't do it, but I think that we can move faster by getting all of these jobs engineered and ready to go out for bid, and then when we run out of money, we run out of money. But, uh, I mean, I'll be honest with you. I've heard the Islands Highway box culvert since Firth Rickson drug that piece of equipment over it, okay? And you know how long ago that's been? Yes, sir. Well, you know, the thing about it is, one thing you need to understand on that is we're having to communicate with FEMA regularly. And they told us a year and a half ago it was going to be more than a year and a half before we started getting any funds. And every now and then they come back to us and ask us for money. Not money or for information. So what we're doing is reporting to you what we've done. Now, I will be more than glad to tailor my monthly report to what you guys would like me to do and I will tailor it however you want me to present it to you. So we'd rather do it email-wise, I'm fine. <clears throat> however you want me to do, I'm more than willing to do that. Commissioner Walton, I hear you very well, but I just know that ever since I've been on this commission that the commissioners have taken 
this opportunity to ask <laughs> this gentleman a lot of questions about their various projects. Some of that even may not be on the uh, on his report. So it's up to the commission as to how much of that communication you want to have here or electronically uh, going forward. Then I'm sure he will curtail his report to whatever hour. I, I can do it whatever way you guys want me to yeah. do it. Would that reduce the cost? I mean, <laughs> I, I mean, I don't have a lot involved in the, I'm the just, cost I'm just, of, of the status report or coming to make the presentation. Mm -hmm. you know, most of my costs are in the projects and providing the engineering services. Mm -hmm. yeah. So they, I hate to use the word spoiled, been spoiled by being able to ask him impromptu questions, you know, about. Well, it gives me a lot of feedback as well. Yeah, yeah. But let's make a, let's, let's think about it and we'll move forward whatever our, our requests are. Then I'm sure he will okay. kind of abide by that. I'll be glad to do whatever you want me to do. All right. Mr. Chair, yes, sir. just got one. Uh, what about Bill Carter Road? I know you give Good us. Good example. <laughs> oh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, we'll Good be ready. Turn. Must have got sidetracked. Mm -hmm. We almost are almost finished with that. Um, we've got uh, Whitaker Laboratories going out there doing some cores of the road. We've got about eight cores we're going to do um, so that I know what sections and what information to put out to the uh, bidders. Other than that, all that information is ready to go. Um, so if Whitaker gets me my borings and my reports, I can possibly go out to bid late September on that. What about the tree? The tree? On Bill Carter Road? Bill Carter Road. Oh, right now it's kind of, I mean, unless we Take it away. I was gonna not. Try that tree's to. about mm, what, three feet. Yeah, I'll say from, from the road. I got some guardrail stuff and stuff. But I was trying not to take it down unless I had to. If you want me to take it down? I'm glad to take it down. But you the engineer. You know, it's it's like a, a long time ago. I got a phone call from Mr. Otis Amoson. <laughs> Told me, hey. Any man cut down a hundred-year-old oak tree ought to be hung by it, and then he hung up on me. <laughs> so, and most of you know Mr. Otis before he died. Yeah. That was saying a lot because he'd call you and you'd be on the phone for an hour. So, I try to keep nicer old trees if I can. If if we got it, if it's got to go, we'll take it down. But I'm trying not to take it down if I can help it. But just figuring that price of making it safe. Yes, sir. I, I'm certainly going to do that. All right. Unfortunately, I had to take one down at Yomas Road. Yeah. So, you know, I, I'm not afraid to take it down. I'm just trying not to if I don't have to. Yeah. Um, shooting from the hip, uh, Trina and, and, and uh, Mr. Brown, I'm not sure, you know, pick it up on what Commissioner Walden was saying. Some of these, if your reports can come out to us prior to our meeting, we can look at your reports electronically and give you some feedback and or ask questions. Mm -hmm. And we may want to talk to some of your fellow engineers or some of your other county managers, how do they do their engineering report? How, you know, and so if we can't improve, we need to improve. I agree with you, I agree with you. So we don't drag things out. Yeah, but I don't want to cut off the communication that you all have with Trent. You know, we want to keep that going however it goes. I, yeah, I don't have a problem communicating with him, but what, it's, do we have the money to, it's like Commissioner Stevens said, is the money there for Bill Carter Road? Mm -hmm. Well, we know the money's there for Yeoman Road, and we plan on that. Mm -hmm. But if we don't have the money, uh, then are we engineering roads that we 
don't have the forward. money for them. I mean, because the engineer can be good today, and in 48 hours, it ain't no good. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it can change that quick. And uh, projects have a shelf life. I, I, I'm just, I'm just speaking just from a little bit of experience. Okay. Only thing I'm saying. So your the the monthly report should be in your uh, packet. But what I'll start doing too is I'll try to make an email. Yeah. After I send it to mm -hmm. uh, Maria for the packet to mm -hmm. send it out to you guys as well. And quite honestly, it's really not fair to you to hit you <laughs> on the spot because. You know, while you are a county engineer, you have more work besides what you do for, for Liberty County. Uh, we just want to make sure that y'all are taken care of. Well, you're doing a good job of that, and we appreciate that. Appreciate that. Yeah, so you got two options on the finance report because the way they have to be closed out with all the entities. Um, she, well, I think what she attempts to do is give you she waits and come to the mid-month so that she has time to close out the month prior because it takes at least 10 days to close that out if we get the reports from the other agencies not under our guidance. So your, your, your choice is to keep her on the mid-month. You're always going to have a problem with the year-end. That's happened for 20-something years because you're, you're closing out your audited end. So that first month in the new fiscal year is always going to be tough. Um, or you can start getting it in your packets but for instance, it would be the June report you would get in August. So you're going to be delayed another month closing out if you want to get it ahead of time if she stays on the mid-month. There are really only two options for that. What she gave us today came out sometime today? Yeah, she actually wrapped, well, she actually wrapped it up yesterday. Yesterday. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we have, to, we have to get final totals from clerk's office, jail, uh, a lot of folks that it takes them time to wrap that that end of month stuff up to get it processed. So, so these are really hot off the press. <laughs> that, that one is, yeah, yeah, because she was I, trying I, to close I, out everything. I, mean, I, I, yeah. I get it. It's just, yeah, I, I don't know, because, yeah, I mean, our, our mid month falls on different dates. So, I mean, it actually, if you want to get it ahead of time, which wouldn't be bad, then what you need to really start doing is deferring. It'll actually not be sixty days, but it'll be about forty five days. You know, put her. We'll put her on the regular meeting and then she would have the report for two months prior to that you, you just run a 30-day delay is what you'll do i mean but that still you get it ahead of time before the meeting i mean i mean we, we can't get these reports like a day before because um she could i mean uh depending on depending on when the closing is and when the mid-month hits in about a 10 to 12 day period in there so, so do, do, do we close on the 15th, or, or is it? No, 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 no. So when the month ends on a calendar month, right. let's say September 30th, then immediately those agencies start gathering data to send us, and we start wrapping up the payroll runs and everything for that month and rolling them into the general ledger. So it's, it's really after the month ends. And that's what causes the problem, because if your mid-month falls too soon after that, which it does, sometimes back-to-back, um, from, from that end of the month. I mean, it's, yeah, it's, it's getting them in the packets going out sometimes doesn't work because the packets go out a week ahead of the meeting. I mean, can, can, can we send it separate or something? I, I just... If it closes, she could send it, if she's able to close uh, before the mid-month, then she could electronically send it out. Right. You know. I, me, me personally, I, I would, you know, 
and I know we've had this discussion for years, but I would rather look at the financial standpoint prior to the meeting, if mm -hmm. you will. Yeah, I, agree I, I think that could cut down some questions as well. Well, and I don't, I don't disagree at all. I, I think, I think what we do is let her, she and I look at a calendar to see. It may be that you want to move her to the regular meeting, and then you are sure of having that well ahead of time. Because there's going to be some days if you leave her on mid month, she's she's you may only have a day to look at it, which is not enough. That's not enough. It's not enough. Yeah. But then we, look, looking at sixty-year-old data, how relevant is that? I don't really think it's. You don't think it even? Okay. I, I mean, you know, we, we look. Yes, yeah, sir. We look at the options. I agree. I would like for you to have them ahead of time. Sometimes that may be possible, and other times it just because mm -hmm. we don't get the material. Yeah, if she, if she could just send them out, if if it is a day before, send them out. Those who can look at them will look, and those who don't will look at them <laughs> at the meeting. Okay, it's as soon as they're ready to be. Now we'll look at a calendar going okay. forward to when mid month falls. We'll okay. try not to move her then, okay. and just okay. see what days okay. that work. And if everything goes good, then it'll close on those. That work. All right. Yeah. If we get the material. Right. Kind of sounds like Commissioner Fraser is hearing some of the same telephone calls I'm getting. So. <laughs> yeah, they, some some folks ain't getting them, but right. I'm getting them. So, phone calls related to the financial report? Uh, yeah. Uh -huh. Okay, I'm not aware of that. I'm not getting. Maybe we can work on it. Mm -mm. Uh, do, 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 do. Let's hear from LCPC. Then we're gonna bring the coordinator up next. If you guys don't mind, Kelly, you don't. You okay? All right. <laughs> <laughs> Mm -hmm. Let's just turn it around. Yeah, well, well, that's because there's been a lot of discussion. There's been a lot of talk. Of kind of, you know, um, we got to be, I, I'll, as chairman, I'll take I'll take the blame for that. We'll do a little better with our deliberations. I think you're doing an excellent job. <laughs> excellent job. I mean, I ain't got nothing but time. You retired, ain't you? <laughs> yeah, I am. I am. Uh, hello, commissioners. Uh, so I've just got one variance for you tonight. Um, this is variance 202143LC. Uh, submitted by Mr. Josh Wheeler on behalf of the owner, Michael Zabarak, to decrease the side setbacks from 15 feet to 10 feet on a uh, parcel 281B79 consisting of two lots and having frontage on both Main Street and Clark Street, and this is on uh, Isle of Wight. Where else would it be? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's actually probably a good segue. We, <laughs> Y'all have already um, looked at and approved two of this mm -hmm. exact same variants on pretty much the same mm -hmm. right down the street from here. In the last year, I, I, and, and I don't, I don't want to step out, out of place. Mm -hmm. It's not my district, but I mean, do, do we have to go through? This whole yes, we do. Yeah, in accordance with the the ordinance, yes, sir. But but, but I, I I thought last time wasn't this one of one of the ones that we said that we we're, we're gonna like all all the parcels in that area. Uh, I think that what we had discussed was that our unified development ordinance that we've drafted and that um, y'all are reviewing right now, or Mr. Davis rather is reviewing, is that um, it, when that is adopted, which is probably going to be a little while from now, it, it would fix this problem. You won't see any more of these, but that's a good ways away. Right. If y'all want to explore some other kind of ordinance, I'm sure we can try and figure something out, but in the meantime... Well, but, um, yeah, be, if it's I, I, I thought last time we voted on this, we, we said that all, all the rest we, of the we, parcels. No, we didn't vote. We talked about it. Oh, okay. The necessity for it. Right. And I didn't realize it was going to take a while for Mr. Davis yeah. to do what he needs to do. So 
So I think his point's well taken. If it's going to take a while. Yeah, even after we get it back, we got to run it through the planning commission in different yeah. stages, and then of course to y'all, all you know, all eight of the jur jurisdictions, and it's going to be a little while. Yeah, we might need to look at Plan B. Yes, sir. Okay. Um, all right. So um, this is the lot right now, and there's a sign right there, a legal ad. So we are, if you go down Isle of Wight, this is like right where Isle of Wight split, splits into uh, Main Street down here and Clark Street up there. And here's like a little closer look. So like I said, Isle of Wight's here. This is a uh, Clark Street up here. It turns into like a dirt road around this area. And then this is where uh, Main Street runs. So this parcel, um, like the other two before, is one tax parcel, but it is two legally distinct lots that were, um, I believe, put into one parcel for, for tax reasons a while ago. But um, Mr. Whaler wants to do the same thing he did before, which is that these lots are both 60 feet across, so this is a total of 120 feet across this parcel, um, and they should both be 80 uh, as in accordance with R2 zoning. That's the, the minimum lot width is 80 feet for R2. So you can see these are R2, as are all of the lots around it. So as far as our conditions, uh, there are extraordinary and exceptional conditions pertaining to this piece of property because of the size, shape, or topography. Yes, these lots are exceptional because they have a lot width of 60 feet and are zoned R2, which requires a lot width of 80 feet. The application of this appendix to this piece of property would create an unnecessary hardship. No, a 30-foot single-wide family home, or sorry, a 30-foot wide single-family home could conceivably be constructed with the prescribed 15-foot setbacks. Uh, such conditions are peculiar to this piece of property. No, there are many other lots in the area that have the exact same non-conforming issue. And then relief, if granted, would not cause a detriment to public good. So we are recommending approval with standard conditions. All right. I don't see a petitioner here. He's not here. Okay. All right, then, Mr. Commissioner Jones, we're going to... Let you address this, sir. Well, Mr. Chairman, um, I was interested in the conversation that uh, Commissioner Frazier started on this. I think y'all have uh, come to this issue before, uh, something that's before me. Mm -hmm. And could y'all explain more on the conversations that's being held on this, these type properties? Is, is basically uh, dealing with the setback, mm -hmm. but but with all of those particular parcels, they were prior to the new ordinance that, mm -hmm. we, that we set in place. So now, whenever it's time for, for them building or something, mm -hmm. they have to come to us and ask for a variance on that particular parcel. But it's starting to become redundant because it's, it's the same thing. It is. Over. Uh, yes, it's, it's like the movie uh, Groundhog Day. <laughs> there we um, go. Right. Yeah, there, there are, uh, in the whole Isle of Wight area, there are possibly hundreds of identical parcels to this with the same problem. So, yeah. It hadn't been any pro problem necessarily, just the fact that they have to come to us every time for the, the, the various Right. Yeah. And so most of the times we do accept the yes, LCD. Yes, we do. Every time. Yeah. Okay, uh, right, yeah you're right, every time. Every time. And we'll probably be back here again, and I guess well, the proposal yeah. that you're talking about would. Exactly right. <laughs> All right. Um, Mr. Chairman, I 
make a motion that we uh, accept the variance request as requested by uh, Mr. Wheeler uh, with the special conditions. Is there a second to the motion? A second. Motion and a second. And the, and the other comments that I will take. Sir, and if y'all want to uh, get with uh, Jeff and us about maybe something we can do with the, the ordinance for y'all specifically a little earlier so y'all don't have these rolling back to you in the future, we can talk about that. All, right. All in favor. Uh, Joey, maybe can you, in, you know, to prevent the elongated time to get something done, can you and Kelly help with Absolutely. alternatives? Sure. Yeah. It's nothing, yes, I, I, I love when you come present in front of us. Mm -hmm. Thank you, sir. Commissioners, y'all. I appreciate you. Thank you. Mr. Pierce. Back to go to sleep. Last one to let y'all down, but <laughs> yeah, but but you know what? You, Everything's always looking up. Hey, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> now, they didn't tell me I had to look at Flicker tonight, now, so I don't know if I know. <laughs> well, you never long anyway. Huh? It's one on, yeah, it's one on the side. <laughs> Thank you. All right, lady. Thanks. Well good, well, good evening. I think we come before you all tonight to talk about something we talked about earlier in the year, um, as far as what we, what we now, what we're facing against, and what we've been facing, and what we're going to probably continue to be facing. So, just to give a brief, I think we passed out some for your notes if you'd like to. But since we started in office in 2005, uh, we started out with 67 cases for the whole year. Um, as of 2021, as of today, we're at 124 cases right now, already. Um, we are now beginning to see a lot more COVID cases that are passing away at home over the last two weeks. Mm. Uh, we've done right, right, right around about 10 calls so far over the last two weeks. I, I got, I'm trying to help with the time, but I got to ask you, pass away at home, these are folk who did not think they need to be hospitalized or refuse to be hospitalized? These are the know. ones that have been, some have been to the hospital. Okay. And because of the shortage and because of everything uh, going on, they were sent home. Um, they were sent back oh, home. They opted to go home. Well, some opted and some went back home. They had no choice. No bed, no bed. Um, they went to, I think one went to hospital twice mm -hmm. um, and was sent home both times. Mm. Um, so what's happening now is, is, is pretty much as far as oxygen and all, mm -hmm. everything now is totally. I mean, they basically have to send them home and be dependent on at home to be able to try to hopefully get over it. Mm. Um, but those are cases now that are beginning to start growing. Wow. Um, and also, uh, we got cases that's growing too on a lot of unattended deaths, a lot of deaths that they have families that have decided to opt out to say we're not going to claim the bodies. Mm. So now we're being, as far as cooling refrigeration, we're holding them longer than we should be holding them, mm -hmm. which is causing us to have a uh, basically a full cooler. Um, and this is becoming more of a frequent, more frequent thing. So we're now having to outsource some time to other coolers. I think we talked about this already, Mr. Chairman and, and mm -hmm. Steve, and outsourcing now to different areas to be able to, for storage. Mm -hmm. um, so well, that's one of the 
the growing issues that are beginning to start growing. Can you, can we you tie about that now, into the transit population or no? Yes, sir. Okay, I kind yes, of figured as much. Yes, sir. It used to be the nursing home. Mm -hmm. And now it's just the transit of people that have come in, and some are not, uh, don't have any connections with families connection, anymore. Yeah. They lost connection with families. Mm -hmm. um, and that's what I'm going to end up into now, because it's going to be another thing I'm asking to let y'all kick it around. But um, the commissioners might need to be able to give a little more teeth to us as far as in the coroner's office to be able to do disposition a lot more faster than, than what we're doing it now. Um, right now, we have to go through the process and go get the judge order and go get things done in order to have the person actually um, give me permission to go ahead and do the cremation. Mm -hmm. When that happens, the cremation is still, we still hold those cremains. So mm -hmm. we still have those cremains in the office because we can't dispose of them. Mm -hmm. So we still have those now, and, and it's beginning to be a storage with those right now, too. So, mm -hmm. um, And this is kind of an update just to give you all something to think about. Um, mm -hmm. And, and uh, gratefully, folks, Stewart now has gracefully um, told me, and we've made that now we will be notified on all deaths on folks, Stewart. Mm. Whether they are active duty soldiers, whether they are civilians, they're going to call us on all deaths. So now we have to deal with that now. Um, so we have an agreement on how we're going to do that with the soldiers. Um, and most of all, it would be a phone call to us. We would get the information, do everything, and then turn it back over to folks, Stewart. So we be more like a joint effort, but we still have all the civilians and all the dependents, unfortunately. So you have to go do the investigations. It'll be, okay. be joint. Okay. It'll be joint. It'll be joint. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, so just Liberty County. Mm -hmm. Just Liberty County. It used to be on the outskirts between around the gate, mm -hmm. but because of this, what Mr. John, that memorandum, what is it, the um, that uh, joint effort uh, between folks Stewart and the county and everything. That, yeah, they, they came up with this, and there was a case that happened, and I'll make it short and brief. There was a case that happened at one of the corners and, and, and um, uh, made a big issue out of it. Um, and so this is where all this sparked another situation where the enforcement examiner said, yes, you have to clear the jurisdiction of the corner of that county first before we will even come in. Mm -hmm. so. Not to get you off target, but I do know from talking to Garrison a few months ago now, I have to say, well, still was averaging about 20 suicides a month. Is that still? Um, since we started, since we've been, since me and the um, head of CID sat down and met and talked, um, we have not had any soldiers so far on post. Uh, most of ours have been off post. Off post. Um, so we haven't had any on post. Um, but we have had a few civilians on post. Um, but as far as the actual soldiers on post, we've not yet, which is not going to But if they happen, you have to investigate those two? Yes, they would notify us. Yes, sir. Okay. Um, and then the, um, so we, now we're down to what the main thing we were, we were asking. <clears throat> um, we have, as far as since I took office in 2005, the, the greater numbers are growing. Liberty County is growing. Um, unfortunately, the death rate is not going to go back down. Um, the morgue facility at the hospital, it's been good for the time frame. It's been good. Um, but in my personal opinion, it's about time for the commissioners to look at building an actual corner's office building, um, a building that will be um, accessible to law enforcement and to, uh, to everybody at the corner's office. Uh, we're doing a lot of things on the outside, and you got Facebook, and you got everything else, cameras and everything else to see what you're doing. Um, having a dedicated facility, we will be able to go back to that facility, do the things we need to do, and there's no cameras and no nothing, and nobody will be know what's going on. Um, it's a lot of security issues um, that we like to deal with, but the main thing of it is the growth and the morgue space is 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 outgrowing. It's been getting sort of growing. 
So I'm not saying let's build a building tomorrow, but um, but it's it's it's, it's going to become evident that we're going to have to try to build a building in Liberty County. Um, and this is not about me because I'm I've been in office now going on finish term be 20 years, so it's about the future and where this county is going to be in the future. Um, so regardless of who the corner is, he or she, I want to leave them in a position where I didn't sit for 20 years or whatever and didn't do absolutely nothing, um, but draw a salary and a paycheck. But I want to leave something to where um, the county is proud of what we've, what we've accomplished over that year's time. And so with, this, with that being said, now, I don't know how good these pictures are, Commission, but me and Commissioner Stevens, I think we rolled up to Butts County, um, and we toured this facility in Butts <laughs> County. Um, and let me see if I can click here with you. So I've done the introduction already. So this is the, uh, this is the actual front entrance of the building here in Butts County. Um, this building was given to the to Butts County Coroner's Office by the hospital. They actually made a agreement to switch out some spaces. So they switched out some spaces here. Um, this is the outside of it here. Um, this is the back here, and you probably can't see where the green there. Right here where this in this, this corner here, that is the actual cooler, the walk-in cooler that is there. Um, it's right in here. Uh, I think he stores that they can store up to 20, 20 cases in the refrigeration because the walk-in cooler. This is the front entrance to go in. This is the actual main entrance hallway here. This is the actual office here um, where they have everything set up with this, this actual corner's office itself here. Uh, filing cabinets, everything is inside of here. This is actually the deputy coroner's office here. They have spaces to where they can do all their reports and do everything in this office space here. This is actually a family room uh, where the families can come in. Uh, we can go into this room here and he discusses with the families. Um, he has a Bible. He has a Bible that sits here. Um, he has prayer with the family and, and they have a room they can sit in and, and, and the baby discuss and talk and everything in this room here. Of course, that's a security door for the morgue there. This is the actual inside of the, the morgue here, um, where you have the actual lift. <coughs> you have um, you have our wash station here. You have the tables, all the tables here. This is the main cog in the whole thing. This is a viewing window. This is a window that we do not have at all. I was married in there. Sir? <laughs> yeah, I see him taking, I see him taking the picture in the, in the glare there. <laughs> So that's the, that's the actual viewing window where families can actually go in this particular room and actually view their loved one without having to actually go into the actual morgue facility. Right now at the hospital, they would have to go into the morgue. We have to bring them out and they have to actually go in and look at their loved one to make identification. And let me say this um, very quickly. At the hospital now, if Reggie brings them in from the outside to the morgue, it seems a little cold-hearted, brings them in through the hospital and it's very emotional, and it it just causes y'all. Mm -hmm. You can just Especially when you're in the hospital, yeah. because you're in the main. It's just morgue's in the main tough. lobby. It's tough. So families run out down the hallway, it's and, tough. They, and nobody knows what's going on. So it's tough. It's, it's a it's a rough area there. Um, <coughs> so this is this is this is the viewing window here where you can actually look over into the morgue. Standing standing in this area right here, this is the actual cooler. So you bring the remains out here, and they use the tables here. What they do there is they transport all their, their um, remains back to this facility. Um, they undress, they do photographs, they do evidence, everything there in this room here. Um, and this is the actual, that's still the morgue there. Um, where he has it set up, he puts a stretcher there, 
and that's the viewing room. It's got little window shutters there, but you can close it there. Um, this, this, this room right here is an evidence room. It's an evidence room where he stores all the evidence of the, of the deceased loved one. Um, he has a few, it's a smaller area there, but that's the evidence room there. And that's an antique mold table he had, I thought was pretty nice there. <laughs> um, but they do the, um, that's one of the tables they did the first execution on. At the uh, at I that mean, stadium, crazy. We, we really don't know the difference in uh, and the antique versus, yeah. You see, this, uh, you see, uh, you see the antique, right, see the wheels on it, but it still looks like hey, and that little light, that little light right there, that's <laughs> antique. <laughs> yeah, that's that's an literally antique. the first one I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's an antique version right there. I don't, I don't think the wheels probably don't roll on it. <laughs> but he put it in there as a sentimental value to what they yeah. when they did the facility there, and um. That's where the historical autopsy table. Hmm. Um, you said they would do the um, autopsies. You could you you could actually do the autopsies in there. <laughs> is, is that, that, is that, that typically where they would do them at? Or do no, sir. They do theirs at the GBI medical examiner's office. Well, and that's something rude. Yes, sir. Mm -hmm. But in this, but in, in this, in the building they have here, they can actually do independent autopsies. Yeah, the family uh, wants one. Yeah, they can actually do it there in that building there. Um, what happened in two thousand and, and what twenty and when hospitals and all were not allowing the independent pathologists to go in and do independent autopsies. Mm -hmm. So they had to actually go out to funeral homes and do it. Mm -hmm. So with this facility here, let's say for example, if we, we, we need an independent autopsy for the coroner's office mm -hmm. that the MEC examiner is not gonna do, but we need one done, then we can have the MEC examiner or a pathologist come into our facility here and they will actually do it here. And they'd be equipped to do everything they need to do there. Yeah. But what are the basic rules if a person passes away 24, 48 hours after, what, you know, I'm, I'm, I remember the hospital quoting that if I, if I, if I pass, if I were at the hospital and leave and pass away, then you, then autopsy could be requested. Yes, sir. After you do um, your. Yes, sir. What they, what the medical examiner's <laughs> office too, I'm glad you brought it up, Chairman, because right now with the medical examiner's office, they, they are now tackling about 32 counties. Mm -hmm. There's only two. Uh, medical examiner's office that are doing uh, forensic pathologists. Mm -hmm. And that is the one in Savannah and Pooler and the one headquarters in Atlanta. Mm -hmm. They have closed the Macon Lab. Uh, mm -hmm. Macon Lab is only doing um, normal autopsies, I call it, not forensic, but normal. Mm -hmm. um, but the only <laughs> forensic doing homicides and some suicides, all, they all go to either Pooler or going to Atlanta. Mm -hmm. So right now, sometimes we have to store up until three days before we can have them taken to GBI. Um, and we did have a rash of overdoses. Um, we had a weekend where we had about six, uh, five or six overdoses. Just last um, weekend? And, uh, no, it was when I texted you that time and told you that. Okay. Um, we've had a number of those, um, and that, that they were mostly all fentanyl. So that is, that is a growing thing too now with the fentanyl. Yeah. 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 So this here is, uh, now this is, since the little office is small, but this is the little break room slash door room he had up there. Mm -hmm. Um, and there with the refrigerator and all, he keeps little sodas and things and their families in there. Um, this is little, little storage closet here. Um, this is this is the this is the main two good thing here uh, with the bathroom and the shower, because when you deal with a lot of cases, you, know, you can come in and take a shower and change clothes and everything there. So that's pretty much it. That's that's the that's the gist of it. Um, so, um, but I would I would say that if if the commissioners do decide and y'all do decide to to build a facility, um, I would not build a facility less than an 80 by 80 building. Um, this was a 40 by 40 building. Mm. Um, but you look at 
security, fencing it around, everything. Um, you would look at all of that when you build a building. So. How does Butts County compare to Liberty County with population? Very small. 25,000 people. Very small. Okay. Very small. That's Jackson. Jackson, Georgia. That's where the state, uh, state prison's at up there. That's, that, that's, that's where yeah. they got a low population. Yeah. <laughs> and they do, and see, and, they, and they're here, they do all the, uh, when they do all the state executions. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Jackson, yeah, all state executions. So they have to make sure they have to do everything. And once the inmate's executed, they go straight to, to GBI. Um, and that's, that's part of their, that's, that's mandatory. Mm. All inmates are mm. autopsy. Um, but that is the actual small, they built, they just built their brand new facility in Henry County, which is a whole lot larger county, and they mapped it, based it off of that facility, but they made it bigger for Henry County. Yeah, that right there is too small. Yeah, it's too small. It would definitely be too small. Um, I would, and that, where he's got his cool set up at, it's on the inside. Um, I would also, when they do the building, or if you plan to do in, in the building, the project of it, um, I will put the morgue on the outside. Um, and have a breezeway piece put in where you can actually mark, walk across, but it'd be closed in like the hallway, mm -hmm. where if you have a decomp or, or something, mm -hmm. then you won't have the odor coming into the actual building. Mm -hmm. um, he does have fans and everything is in there in the morgue to pull the odor out and everything. So, mm -hmm. yeah. But you said the hospital gave them that building, so they, yes. they, they were happy just to get they, they switched some spaces, so the hospital gave them the, um, the way, he, way he engineered it was that they, they, there was a building downstairs in the hospital. Mm -hmm. They wanted to switch the space out for that space versus this building here. And he switched it out and he did actually all of the, the contracting, cutting the rooms off and did everything himself. So he didn't get an engineer, he just did everything himself. Uh, he does woodwork and all, so he was able to mm -hmm. do that. And a lot of things he got was donated, like the furniture, a lot of that stuff was donated to the to his office there. Mm -hmm. He cut the engineer out altogether. Yeah. So he's actually he's actually retired this year. Mm -hmm. um, and now he is one of his deputy corners she ran and she won. So, but he's still very, um, very active in this, the, in, the, in the project and what happened up there. So, yeah. yeah. So. There is, there's not very much land room at the hospital now. They're, they're landlocked. Mm -hmm. I mean, the yeah. piece, let me ask a question. The yes, piece across <coughs> side by side of the present EMS office, who owns that? I'm talking about the one that's over there now. You know, there's a ditch, a drainage, and then there's another piece of property there. Mm -hmm. That's a good question. I have no idea. Hospital. The hospital does. Yes. Huh? The hospital does, yes, sir. You know what I'm talking about. When you, you, if you, right by the EMS on uh -huh. South Main. Yes, sir. Then there's a, a, a drainage ditch, and then the other side of that, there's another lot that's as big as the EMS mm -hmm. office. Okay, you understand about Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I just didn't know. You said... The county owns hospital. The hospital does. Yes. Hospital. Mm -hmm. Well, that that won't be. I mean, what you're looking at, no. uh, eighty by eighty, is what you're saying. That's that what I'm just proposing. I mean, because we, you know, it depends on when you start. Um, you look at from 2005 to now, and we're going to easily build with 200 calls this year. Um, and then you look at from just 21 until 10 years from 931 you might double to 400 calls. Um, so it's just going to be depending on, I never recommend bill for today. I'll always recommend bill for the future. Um, because if you don't, you're going to have to keep adding on to a, to a building. Um, for example, the mortgage at the hospital has been great, but you know, it's been a lot of maintenance been having done to it. Um, the, the, the summit in moving parts on the inside is that they're rusting. 
Um, so it's beginning to have some, some wear and tear, mm -hmm. a lot of wear and tear. Um, and so eventually it's not going to be as operational as it has been. Well, we built three jails. Yeah. So. Mr. Pierre. Yes, sir. You said, okay, that's a six, six draw? Yes, sir, six draw. And you got two? Yes, sir, I got two at the office. Fort Stewart got two? Two. So Fort Stewart has a crash? Yes, sir. They've already asked me the other day, could they, if they had a, um, if they had any disaster or they were in a planning stage of, uh, in September, they're planning on more deaths as far as on Fort Stewart or in the, I guess on the area. So they've already asked us, we'll be able to help them with storage as far as cooler space. And I cannot give them an agreement by no means necessary because um, there's just no way I would, I can commit to saying yes, because we, 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 we just, we don't know what happened in the county. Uh, what I did tell we will be able to help if yep. need be, but mm -hmm. I mean, I can't right. get What does Lyon County have? Lone County got a two draw. Bryan County? Uh, two. McInnes County? Two. Yeah, all of them got two. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right now, Memorial Memorial has an eight draw. Okay. And Memorial State full. They actually have them in, they, they have uh, just on tables and in the morgue and just got refrigerated, got cooler, that can should blow it. Mm -hmm. So they want you to hurry and make the removal and mm -hmm. they can't even hold. Corn and Chatham County is having a big issue with, with storage. Yeah, and now Chatham County is in the process now of actually, um, they are going to be transitioning a building and turn it into the coroner's office there in Chatham County. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So what was you proposing? How many drawers did you, did you um, remember? With this, with this here, I don't propose, I propose a walk-in cooler. Uh -huh. um, and, and you can put, um, you can put the racks around the wall and you can put like maybe 25 racks around the wall and then you can put 24 tables in. So you can have as many as 50 in a walk-in cooler. Um, or if you make the cooler bigger, you can mm -hmm. have more in a walk-in cooler. just be one wide open yes, cooler, cooler and then you just, okay. Yes, ma'am. Okay. Because of that way, you don't have to worry about it as far as the only maintenance you really worry about is on the actual refrigeration cooler itself. So okay. if anything goes bad with that, they can work on the back of it, fix it in there. But as far as worrying about the, the trays and all mm -hmm. that, you mm -hmm. don't have to replace none of that. Mm -hmm. You can buy stainless steel tables, rolling tables, yeah. um, and you can use those. With the small with the small time issues that you have had with the cooler mm -hmm. not being effective, that's pretty nervous. Well, we, we received I received a phone call one night that the the, the, the cooler was up to fifty I think it was up to fifty six or fifty seven degrees. Um, the alarm that's on the cooler didn't go off. So the alarm never went when we get to a certain temperature the alarm is supposed to go off and supposed to alert maintenance. Mm -hmm. at the hospital where it didn't go off. So it wasn't until my transport was putting one in that they realized that the temperature was up to 56 or 57 degrees. Um, it was actually beginning to get warm on the inside. Mm -hmm. So they called me and we had to actually go and make the transport and we had to actually transport to different facilities that night to make sure we kept them cool. So we used my facility and we used, um, I called Long County, they never called me back, but I called, um, <laughs> we used my facility and mm -hmm. Bryan County. Mm -hmm. Bryan County didn't charge, Corn and Bryan County didn't charge for any use of his facilities or anything, because he uses funeral home cooler. Right. Mm -hmm. So he has a funeral home cooler, has two in Richmond Hill, and he has his other one has two in uh, Bryan County. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, thank you, sir. Yes, sir. Um, <laughs> yes, sir. It, 
It's well, interesting what you do. I don't want to do it. But but as we the first time I've had it, this is about the first time I've come in front of the commissioners yeah, and, yeah. and and actually mm -hmm. actually gave an update or proposal or anything. And mm -hmm. um, but I see the trend, and mm -hmm. you know you want to get ahead of the trend before it begins to start. Mm -hmm. I mean, you, you you probably got another five or six years, yeah. but I mean, you know, it's just so it's yeah. coming. Just the fact of putting it out there, so mm -hmm. you all know exactly what's going on. It's good on. for us to, to to take and make note of it. Um, we were talking earlier about how well Sploss is doing. Maybe Sploss will keep doing well in the next round. We'll be able to got some other projects, but certainly want to add yours to the list, sir. For well, I can tell you, we're going to do all we can do. Yeah. Um, and I mean, we we're going to make sure that that we we represent the county well in anything that we do. Um, and I've always said that, and, and I've always do that. Um, so if we have to, I mean, if we have to go to Pugler or wherever we have to go to make sure that a person's loved one is taken care of in an and, and adequate way, that's what we're going to do. Mm -hmm. Well, this, you know, it's part of growth. Yes, sir. Part yes, of growth. Part of growth. Yes, sir. And, and I ain't going to ask for no money tonight. I know y'all trying to give out money tonight. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Yeah, and, and really, a big part of it, too, hey, is... Hey, is Reggie, uh, you see tight water over there? Yeah, he ain't looked up yet, is he? He knows. You gotta be nice, <laughs> Yeah. A lot of it's to do with the dignity for the families, too. Yes, sir. I, it does. I can tell you that, y'all. It does. It's, I felt I bad last year in 20 where we could not allow families to actually go yeah. in yeah. And, and to the facility and actually give their last goodbyes or anything. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you know, most families doing cremation, they do direct cremation, so they're not able to. Mm -hmm. They want you to last goodbyes, and we were not mm -hmm. able to do that. Yeah, yeah. And the way it's going this year, we're not going to be able to. Wow. The numbers are now, we're not going to be able to. Mm. Yes, sir. Commissioner, can you speak up a little bit? Okay. Ah. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> But you, you kind of have to look at location to build something like this. I mean, you just couldn't, mm -mm. you know. Throw it up uh, anywhere. I guess you would want it near the hospital or something um, like that? Or? Not, not necessarily. Um, as long as it's in the area where it's going to be accessible to, um, to law enforcement mm -hmm. in the city and the county, because the city detectives, they like to take photographs and come take photographs, and also with the county. So anywhere that's close by, mm -hmm. I mean, the city, I mean, it's like the jail. Mm -hmm. um, you know, if there's an area out there. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, but, but anywhere that's, I wouldn't say midway, because, I mean, that's too far for mm -hmm. the city to travel. But anywhere that's in, on the west side or mm -hmm. anywhere it would be good. Okay. Yeah. It's more, more of it being accessible. Um, most, most, um, most families, they, they like to, um, they want to make identification. Um, they want to be able to go in and, and see their loved one. I mean, that's, mm -hmm. doing a photograph is not, it's kind of like a, I mean, it worked, but it's, I mean, Mm -hmm. I just okay. really didn't be able to make a positive identification and, and, and be able to see the loved one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I guess the reason I was asking, I, I've, I've never, not knowingly, um, like riding down the road and, and see a morgue. Yes, sir. I, I, I've never seen one. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe I have. I just didn't know what it was. You know? Well, I tell you, if, if, it's, um, if, if, it's, if it's anywhere like that facility, when you walked in, Mm -hmm. You would never know it's a morgue. It has to be a sign up. Yeah, it's, it's just got he just got a uh, emblem on it, Butts County Coroner's Office on the outside of it. Right. And when you walk in the main door, it's just a hallway, and you don't see anything other than just a hallway. And the way he's got it decorated, and, and right. the, the actual morgue is a little bit further down the hallway to the left, mm -hmm. and it's in a locked door, so you never see anything until you actually go in that door. Right. Mm -hmm. um, so families will never know until he takes them over across over to the viewing room. All right. Thank you, sir. Yes, sir. No problem All whatsoever. Right. Appreciate it. Yes, sir. 
Diligence. Whew. All right, Ms. Davis is going to roll for us. All right. I think the third time will be a charm. <laughs> That's what they say. Sorry, I'm ardent, uh, before you. And if you remember following our last meeting, uh, it was recommended by Commissioner Jones that you decrease the minimum lo uh, lot acreage from 10 acres to 5 acres. Mm -hmm. That change was made. But then following consultation with the Sheriff's Department, two additional changes were recommended. And the first, I think, is not controversial at all. It was, a, I think it was an improvement to the ordinance. The Sheriff's Department just recommended that the description of the backstop be more specific. And I think that was uh, addressed uh, Commissioner Walden's concerns as well. So by the revisions, you see that was accomplished, and I think it's a needed improvement. The third uh, revision, Sheriff's Department recommended that the distance between residences and schoolhouses and other inhabited structures be increased from the 1,000 feet that we had now. Um, you know, I think it's common sense that depending on the caliber of the firearm, 1,000 feet may not be sufficient. But with the improved requirements for backstop, that might have addressed some of the concerns. So Commissioner Jones, I was mentioning while you were out, the minimum lot acreage was increased to five acres. And if you're concerned that, uh, you know, the, the currently recommended 2,500 distance requirement between residences, it might be a little bit inconsistent with the five acres because there could be people who have a five acre lot but aren't within the, or within the 2,500 feet requirement. Mm -hmm. So the board may want to return to the 1,000 acre, or the 1,000 feet, may want to keep the, the 2,500 or adopt a compromise of, say, 1,500 feet. But of course, even if you're within that 2,500 feet or 1,000 feet distance, if you have the consent of your neighbor or the owner of that structure, you can, you can shoot within that distance. So as long as you have your neighbor's consent, if you're in that distance requirement, uh, you can shoot, as long as you have the five acres. Mm -hmm. okay. so I, th I think that's really it. Yeah, the only, only question you need to mm -hmm. decide is if you want to adopt uh, increased distance requirement of 2,500 feet or stay with 1,000 feet or adopt some compromise measure. Mr. Chairman, yes, where would uh, how would the thousand feet or fifteen hundred feet compare with the five acre uh, minimum? Uh, well, I mean, uh, let's see. Somebody may, might help with me my math, but I mean, a square acre. I think you're probably looking at less than five hundred feet per side. So if you have five of those, if you had a, depending on where the structure was and depending on the the, the shape of the lot. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it may not be a problem if you're shooting on one side of the lot, mm -hmm. but it would 2,500 feet would present a problem, I think, for a five-acre lot. If you had structures, you know, that were right. Um, of course, I think the, I think it's fair to say that the preference of law enforcement generally is to restrict the discharge of firearms to one only lawful hunting activities, uh, or two to areas where there's just minimal risk of uh, of, of uh, harm to the public. And so I think if you know if you ask most law enforcement, they would probably recommend even greater distance requirement, and just you restrict your discharge to uh, ranges and shooting preserves <coughs> and, and much larger spaces. But I know that the board is trying to strike a delicate compromise between the rights of the citizens to enjoy their firearms and and pu the public safety. So yeah, and I, um, Mr. Chairman, please, I. Um, like I said, I understand the need for what we are doing and why, but me, uh, not me personally, but the, my, me and my constituents, so my constituents and I, um, we live out in an unincorporated area, 
And I understand uh, we having these housing developments and subdivisions infringing on, not infringing, but they're <laughs> popping up everywhere now. Yeah, but this year. <laughs> <laughs> they're popping up everywhere now, and uh, the makeup of the unincorporated area is changing. Um, the subdivisions, I understand the need. You know, more of them, most of them, you got four houses on one acre or more, oh. um, you know, responsible landowners. I mean, even an acre. Where I personally do my shooting at is a two-acre area. It's got a brim behind it, neighbors on both sides. You know, you never had a hear a peep from anybody. That's right. My neighbor behind me, like I said, he's a detective. He has five acres, six acres, you know, and there's no problem. He's out there shooting. I go out there shoot with him. But uh, the unincorporated areas, I think, um, with some special conditions, uh, the five acre, um, I think, is a, a lot out in unincorporated areas. Um, but that's just me, one commissioner, speaking for this one district. Um, but I do see the need for what we're doing. I'm not against what we're doing. I just don't want us to, I know we have gone over this two or three meetings and I think we did say that we would vote on it this time. Yes, <laughs> um, so I would just like for us to look at all angles before we finally take a vote on it um, that we've explored all situations involved in this. I said um, a bunch of my folks are in the unincorporated area. And a bunch of them have, like I said, maybe one acre, two acres, three acres, four acres. But you know, if we ain't got five acres, then we gonna have problems running the problems with um, being an illegally firing discharging firearms. Um, I'll probably hear more from it later after we pass this and people hear, I didn't know y'all did that. And uh, I'm shooting in my backyard forever, 20 years, 30 years, nobody never said nothing. So um, I'm just making sure that that part of the populace is heard before we finalize what we're going to do. And, and so with those concerns, you might want to leave the distance requirement at 1,000 feet. And of course, you can always revisit it. Uh, but, but as you noted, you know, the success of the ordinance or public safety, it's going to depend on responsible use of, of firearms. And so if someone is not, uh, you know, using their, their weapon uh, safely, other provisions of the ordinance, I think, will probably address that conduct. You know, whether you're shooting across property boundaries or you're shooting within a certain distance or... Um, you know, I think the ordinance will probably cover the unsafe use of, of uh, firearms. So it might be that you, we, we start out with 1,000 feet, uh, more consistent with the five-acre uh, lot requirement that you proposed at the last meeting, and just see how that works. But I, I think there, there are enough requirements in the ordinance that uh, I think irresponsible gun owners will, will find that uh, they'll be confronted with law enforcement sooner or later. So. It doesn't really, I'm not too concerned whether it's 1,000 feet or 2,500 feet. All right. Um, my commissioners that represent the unincorporated areas, certainly all of us have a say-so, but I'd like to hear from you. We heard from Commissioner Jones, Commissioner Thrift, and Commissioner Stevens. Well, let me say this. 
This whole thing started off as a noise nuisance, more or less, with someone shooting right up onto you. You know, that's how it actually got started. And how did we get to the five, five acres, 10 acres? You know, I guess that was your work in the end, I guess, Kelly. I don't know. But anyway, that's how it actually got started, with a noise a noise nuisance, someone just literally shooting 250, 300 rounds, you know, right up onto you uh, in, in the close proximity of a neighborhood. That's how it actually got started. So, I mean, as long as the noise ordinance can be kind of like addressed, because there was nothing on the book, I think I'm, I'm satisfied with whatever there is. Well, I was thinking the same thing, well, you know. Did we say we didn't have one before? We, we didn't correct? have nothing. We, we didn't have it. We, we didn't have, have anything, have, right. And now, Other counties but, did, and we didn't. We didn't have an ordinance mm -hmm. as far as shooting or mm -hmm. target yes, practice mm -hmm. or whatever. Mm -hmm. But we are, we have. The noise. If you called the deputy out there to you because of the shooting, he There's didn't. Nothing they could do. There was nothing they could do. Although, although one guy, let's say one guy shot a shotgun and you could hear the pellets coming through the, the, through the, through the wood, mm -hmm. you know, that's what we, that's, that, that's how this got where it's at. Yeah, and the, you know, that part and is that, very And that doesn't dangerous. mean that everybody is, is an unsafe shooter, but it only takes one. And that, that's how this got where it's at now. I have uh, heard, you know, like I said, from a few out there in my area as far as the dove hunting and that type of thing, <laughs> you know, over their property, on their own property. So I don't know that I could be in favor of, of um, voting on an ordinance if we're just trying to get rid of a noise or someone shooting unresponsibly. Um, I don't know. I, ne I don't necessarily have that happen out there other than they're, I think they're shooting responsibly. Um, but with, with the density of some of these subdivisions, hopefully, but you never know, <laughs> that you would have that one person mm -hmm. go out and start That's shooting. That's all it takes is just that one person that to... That one person go out and start shooting. Mm -hmm. Um... I hate to say it, but if they start shooting around me, I just go inside. <laughs> <laughs> my discussions with law enforcement—my discussions with law enforcement in the county really haven't uh, concerned noise so much. That was a minimal concern. Mm -hmm. I think their concern was was with some anecdotal evidence of you know unsafe, unsafe uh, practices, weapon right. use. That's right. That that's that's law enforcement's primary concern, and that was my primary concern in, in drafting the ordinance. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, um, I mean, you can take the. But again, there's nothing to compel you to um, adopt it this evening. If you want more community feedback, I recommend that. Yeah. I, well, no, I, I think we need to take some action. We've been yeah. playing with them. Yeah. What you think, Justin? Huh? What you think? Can't hear you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. It would, it would. 
again, I represent the part of the unincorporated area of the county, which is the hometown community, but it's more of a community than a, than out where, mm -hmm. you know, like off of Long Reach Road or Bill Carter Road or something like that. It's not, um, it's, it's more congested. So, I, I, and I hadn't heard nothing from any, from anyone. But but we didn't have one, you know, and and, and we're trying to get one, um, and it's it'll be ours um, mm -hmm. that we can um, amend, uh, adjust, or, mm -hmm. or, or do whatever. But I um, mean, we didn't have one, and you know, I'm, I'm like um, Commissioner Thrift. If it's if we're doing this because of noise, or if we're doing it because of another reason, uh, I mean, you know, do, do we need one? If and if we do need one, then um, we have been, uh, it's been brought before us, uh, I guess this is the third third time? Yes, sir. Yeah, and the fact that um, if we adopt it, you know, we reserve the right to- Amend it. To, to amend it, you know, mm -hmm. but um, we don't have one right now. And, and the, the concerns of your constituents, if, you know, if it's a hunting club or if right. you know, they're dove shooting, the ordinance really won't affect those sorts of lawful hunting activities. Um, I mean, most all hunting, hunting land is, meets all the requirements of the ordinance. Mm -hmm. uh, established hunting clubs that are uh, in existence prior to the date of the ordinance are grandfathered in. Um, so I don't, I don't think you know, traditional hunt clubs and other traditional hunting activities will be infringed really at all by the adoption of this ordinance. Yes, and, if, and if that proves to be the case, we can revisit it, but I'd be, I'd be very surprised if that, if that wasn't. I mean, because actually you got a hunting club, not a hunting shooting preserve down there in Commissioner Jones area and from what I was told it's it's up to it's up to par. Nice. You know, that one is up to par. And I'm quite sure the one probably down there by the uh trade port east mm -hmm, mm -hmm. is probably, you know, it's up to par. Mm -hmm. So I mean we don't want to cut them out right, at all. Right. Okay. Um, and, and I think we mentioned last time, likes this mirrors state law in that whether you have hunting clubs or shooting preserves that are existence now or in the future, it protects them from, from future uh, encroachment of, from development. So if you have an established hunting club or preserve or land where hunting activities are regularly uh, engaged in and you have a development that comes within a thousand feet of that property, mm -hmm. they're still allowed to continue their hunting activities and shooting activities. Yeah. State law protects that right as well as this ordinance. Would the commission entertain um, the no less than make that two acres versus five and the 2,500 bring that down to a thousand feet as, as a start? And like Commissioner Gill said, we can always come back later on and uh, amend yeah. it, but at least the, the law enforcement has something, some kind of teeth you know, if they if they're called out for a complaint, they have something on the books that they can use as a as a, as a rule. So right now, they really don't have anything as far as county. Okay. Other than the, you mentioned the state ordinances, and and it does scare me. You say someone's shooting through the woods with buckshot, and you know, mm -hmm. that's that's. So what I'm saying, if, if that's the case, a little bit scary. Are we reducing the the acreage. Because uh, was that based on what Commissioner um, Jones said? You know, his property is two acres. He's been doing it for. A lot of years, he's neighbors, and they haven't had any problem. He's responsible. We're not trying to hurt the responsible people. We're and trying. I get it, but yeah. but most laws are put in place not for the people who are responsible. Mm -hmm. Never mind. I, yeah. we, we carry on. Yeah. 
Because we can always bring it back if there's a uh, right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and as I mentioned, if you're if you have truly unsafe uh, discharge of firearms, I think the ordinance is probably going to um, address that in any event. Uh, but and then it's, it's it's still a state law, unlawful discharge of a firearm. That's that's state law too. It is state law has specific. Right. More specific requirements, you know, about distance from roadways, for example, we discussed right. under distance requirements. So yes, if they if they violate state law, of course, you know, the sheriff's office has additional authority to to uh, enforce that that state law as well. I'm almost confused. What why are they we got a state law? Well, this is more restrictive than state law in many in many ways. I, I know. So so why why are we? It's it, it's like we're we're dissecting. Now we're dissecting something that this commissioner right here witnessed. So what I'm saying is that that's what I'm. It, why, why are we shaving it down? We're not. Like I said, it only came up because of the noise, mm -hmm. and that's how we got. Yeah. And, and I was trying to respect the acreage that he mentioned because absolutely he's speaking I, from history. And, 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 and I get it. Yeah. But what I'm saying is. But that was just a recommendation. What, what, what is the reasoning yeah. behind putting this order? Because it was not a noise. It the, the noise. So it's noise. Can I, can I finish? And it's not safety. Okay, it's not safety. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm voting no. Mm -hmm. I can tell you, I'm voting no. Mr. Chairman, I have. That's your opinion. Because it, it does. The, the noise order does not address. How you wish. Yeah. Okay. The noise order just for noise. The decibels the noise. thing about yeah. But but but, Commissioner Frazier, if you had to sit there and listen to that, go in your house, even much after dark and still hear it, and people are calling you. People in my neighborhood call, okay? They call, and you know what? You know what I tell them? There's nothing that we can do. So why reduce it? And I should mention, you know, the night, nighttime discharge of firearms is specifically prohibited by the ordinance unless you have a night, you know, license to nighttime. That's all it was. That's how it got where it's at. Okay. Okay. Well, and I, I can, let me let me say. Now it we again. can take out everything else. I'm not sure the conversation began, but my purpose in drafting it was to ensure the public safety. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, but, but he's saying noise. Well, well, well I, I think that was uh, maybe. But, a, but no, but I think I you go. missed what I said when I heard when when you could hear the, the the pellets coming through the bush. Isn't that safety? I didn't have to say it. That, sh that should be automatically applied. Chairman. Yeah. What what um and, and again I'm um. But just don't don't. Own a gun, don't, and I probably shouldn't say that. I don't own a gun. <laughs> I'm gonna need one to get home. But, 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 but um, Fourth of July, uh, New Year's, and, and a guy lives in the unincorporated area of the county, and he's celebrating at midnight, and he shoots straight up in the air. And he should not. And, and, and you can't do that. Mm -mm. Oh, he should not. You should not. Okay. He should not. Not now. That would. Yeah, I'm not talking about you know shooting over here, and you don't want to hit your neighbor's property. We talking about. Straight up, against the like wall. this, and, and and people do that. I mean, mm -hmm. I mean people do it. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, they. I'm not gonna say they do it in Hinesville, but you hear a shot. Mm -hmm. uh, you could say it's a firecracker. I'll be a firecracker. Yeah, it could be. Yeah. But but I mean, but, but people do that. So that would be more of a, of a noise, you know, um, celebration, than a, than a public safety. You know, shooting, and then we got this distance. Uh, 2,500 feet or 1,000 feet or whatever. You, you know, you're talking about buckshots going through the trees. This this is straight up celebration type thing for. It's gonna come down. Yes, it's gonna come down. But it's 
Probably about. And that's uh, and that's probably on, on that the, irresponsible. On the, on the property of the person that shot it, though, wouldn't it? Not necessarily. I told you I don't know nothing about that kind of <laughs> Lives have been lost that way. I, I mean, and if, if I could, regardless yeah, of it, it, whether it's two acres or five Chairman. acres or a thousand feet or 2,500 feet, Chairman. I think the ordinance is intended just to codify common sense gun use. Mm -hmm. That's that's really what it does and to, to ensure can, the public can, safety. <laughs> and so I don't think anybody who's responsible using their weapon mm -hmm. uh, has anything really to worry about this ordinance. We don't have to waste any more time on this. We can move on. Chair, I'm the motion. I, I made a suggestion, but whatever this is the will of the commission. I'm, 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 I'm confused. You need a, you need a motion. Yes, sir. To, uh, to adopt or to, or reject. Reject. Adopt with revisions. Okay. Like Kelly said, we can, we can offer revisions. Mr. I think the current recommendation was to uh, accept this, but with uh, the acreage of two acres and distance requirement of a, a thousand. Mr. Chairman, please. Um, and I'm going to. I guess clear myself of, like I said, I'm not against the public safety side of it, and that's highly understandable. And I respect to all that have uh, points of view on this. Um, it's not against the public safety. I'm all about public safety, and I respect uh, Commissioner Stevens with the example that he is using and the need for us to have trying to put something on the books. Um, and I also, Kelly, respect you for bringing it forth and all the work that you put on this. Um, that's just, like I said, me and my part of the county, you know, uh, it may apply differently in District 4, I mean 5, you know, something may be different in District 6, District 6. Um, like I said, having something on the book is better than having nothing. And if there's, uh, we are leaving it open that we can come back and amend at some point because I understand and I think once we do accept something and put it on the books, then we're going to hear more about it from our constituents after the fact. So we haven't, maybe haven't heard anything from your constituents yet. But as soon as we sign the dotted line, then we're going to hear it. So I'm trying to make it as less. Uh, painful as possible. Mm -hmm. That's the only reason I want to bring up all the issues that I am. Like I said, I'm an avid hunter, I'm an avid gun owner, enthusiast, shooter, a bunch of my friends are, a bunch of my neighbors are, a bunch of my families are. Um, it's a personal issue, I guess, with me, um, but I understand the bigger picture. So having something on the book is better than having nothing. and. Um, Very well said, so now we just need to find what that something is. <laughs> and, and we did. In, in drafting the orders, we did our best to address the, the rights of gun owners to lawfully and responsibly use their weapons. And so I hope that's what this has accomplished, even with the amendments. I think you're correct. If something is better than nothing, it gives law enforcement probably a needed mechanism to address unsafe uh, firearm use. So I, I think it's, it's needed, most likely. And again, we have to rely on the discretion of our law enforcement as well, as I mentioned last meeting. You know, no one's interested in, in uh, you know, technically enforcing every uh, law only when it you know, presents a, a concern, especially in this instance, mm -hmm. public safety. I don't think law enforcement is going to go searching for violations of this ordinance. Thank you, sir. 
very detailed explanation. Yeah. Mr. Chairman, what were the changes you made, or you suggested? Consistent no less than two acres, change that from five to two, and um, within a thousand feet of any schoolhouse or any dwelling or structure. And that was the distance originally. Mm -hmm. that, yeah, we went back to You the say any dwelling, that includes churches? It does. It's any, any structure that's suitable and intended and actually inhabited. Okay, and which in, it was first was 2,500? Originally it was 1,000. 1,000. After talking to law enforcement, they recommended it be increased. Okay, uh, and then the acreage came, you got it down to? Two acres. Two acres now. Mm -hmm. okay. If you remember, that we went through a lot of iterations right. there. Okay. Originally started out just restricting it to agricultural and I believe it was AR1, mm -hmm. you know, just the, the least densely populated areas. We didn't have an acreage restriction. Mm -hmm. But I think after conversations with the board, we imposed an acreage yeah. uh, restriction so that you could expand that use to residential, uh, certain residential areas as well. Mm -hmm. right. Jim, I think we didn't put in enough time and it's, the, the gate is not going to be closed on this issue. It's going to be where that we can come back and amend it, make it lesser, you know. Um, and like Commissioner Jones said, you probably get some more opinions later on. Uh, so, Mr. Chairman, I make a motion that we go ahead and adopt this ordinance with the changes that was recommended by the chairman, you know, to um, have something on the book enforceable for firing of a weapon. Okay. This is motion just second to the second. motion is second that we adopt the ordinance, the changes being uh, council, no less than two acres and within 1,000 feet. Right. Any further discussion? We all know that we can always come back and uh, adjust it. Right. Uh, I, I have a, but then why are we doing it at 1,000? I, I, I thought the Sheriff Department recommended 2,500. Mm -hmm. They did. I think, well, you know, the general preference of law enforcement, as I mentioned, is just to re confine the discharge of weapons to certain areas, you know, shooting ranges, shooting preserves, or other large tracts of, of land where there's little to no risk. Uh, you know, that might be inconsistent with, you know, the exercise by some residents of their, of their, their rights to, to use their weapons. And plus, that, that so thousand feet give them a little more leadway. The balance they're trying to strike. They're not restricting them all together. Like you say, if they are. Mm -hmm. That'll be up to. That'll be up to law enforcement then. And remember, especially the changes to the backstop. Which are rather specific. Any anyone who's target or sports shooting is gonna, mm -hmm. is target shooting is gonna is need to have a, a very reliable, and well constructed mm -hmm. backstop or a natural backstop, as you mentioned, Commissioner. Mm -hmm. All right. All in favor? All right. Opposed? Ed is not here, so that's it. Yes. And if we get any calls from, if you, your constituents call and have mm -hmm. questions or. Outrage, maybe they just don't quite understand the you know the specifics of the ordinance. Feel free to refer them to me, and I'll be happy to try and yeah. better explain the ordinance. Yes, sir. All right. All right. Uh, EMS. Yes, sir. This is the contract you've had for some time. Just provides for the 
management by the county of EMS services until such time as the county receives its own license to provide EMS services. Um, there's no further comment on this ordinance, on this, this agreement, unless any board member has a question about it. It's been reviewed by both the administration, my office, and, and the hospital. Okay. So I think everyone's in agreement. Agreement. Chair, right. entertain a motion. Second. Can I make a quick note, Mr. Chairman? It also includes the land transfer piece, I believe, doesn't yes. it, Kelly? It, so does. it accomplishes the land transfer also. Okay. Is that a half acre? <laughs> uh, that's not big. It would be it's both pieces. In fact, it's the piece that Commissioner Walden mentioned tonight. It, it mm -hmm. is. Oh, okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. I think we mentioned the county already owns the ambulances, the rolling stock, so that there's no need to transfer that. Okay. All in favor? Got that one. All right. EMS school events. Same with this one. Both, you know, both uh, the administration and I have reviewed it. Uh, it provides the county, you know, as much flexibility as we need. You know, to the extent that we have the personnel and equipment available, we'll we'll provide dedicated ambulance to a sporting event. But if we don't, or if an emergency should arise, it needs attention elsewhere. We're free to, you know, leave the venue and, and address that emergency. So it provides great flexibility, but yet. You know, gives the, the school and their students and participants uh, a little better. Something they've been doing. Service. Chair and Taylor, motion. So move. <laughs> motion to second. <laughs> EMS school events. Jackie, you All in favor? I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> EMS medical director. Same. That's been well reviewed. Um, I think we got the, we had a, Joey, I believe we received the final comments from the physician. I believe we have, yes, we have. So all the parties are in agreement and just ask that this be approved as well. Motion last note, it is required under Georgia law if you're operating yes. at EMS that you have a medical advisor. So Dr. Williams has agreed to do that. And the services that are described in the agreement track those that are required by statute and regulation. Okay. Chair, take a motion. So move, Mr. Chairman. Second. Second. Medical director. Mm -hmm. This is a manage EMS services. That's okay. the main actor. Right. The medical director, Mr. Did you say Mr. Williams? Dr. 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 Williams is going to do it. He's actually uh, contracted by the hospital. He's been doing it and wanted to step down. Right. And so Dr. Williams agreed to do it. Right. Good. All in favor? Yes. All right. All right. We heard from Reggie already. Is that all, all right. for you, sir? Thank you, folks. I believe so. All right. Okay, Kelly. Sir. Thanks for your patience. Yes, sir. Thank you for your patience. Thank you for your patience. Uh, can, can we get an update on the economic development? Are you adding to the agenda, sir? Man. Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 I to well, There we go. Yes, sir. Thank you. All right. Yeah. Evening. All right. All right, Kelly. Thank you. Yeah. Clinton, man, you got a, a meeting in the morning, don't you? Let's well spend the night up here. Yeah. Hey, he been out there. Hey, hey, Mr. Brown, he did walk the woods this morning with the mosquitoes. Yeah. He did walk the woods in the water this morning with the mosquitoes for me. I've been wet and cussed out and everything else. Oh, yeah. Hard up. <laughs> but I'm back here in front of y'all for the grapple truck. Uh, we're redone. We set out new proposals, and uh, Freightliner Savannah was the high score. Um, I don't have that. You'd like a recommendation we go with Freightliner Savannah? Mr. Chairman, I make a motion that we go with 
Freightliner of Savannah for the new cable truck for $164,910. Now, this is the one you need. Is that the this one? Is it. Freight this, line. this is it. The next line. This is it. The 171. That, All right. Have I got, got a motion? Read it right? Need a second, yes, sir. Second. Second. I do have a question, Mr. Chairman. Let's just put it on here. Oh, on one page it's 171, on the oh, other sorry. page it's 160. Oh, it might be a mistake on my part. Oh, my. <laughs> no, you didn't. Is it 164.910? That's why they say on the quote, on the, on the second you look page. Look at the very last page, it has a different next number. Page, it says 100. It's 164. Well, is it 164, 299? Yes, yeah, it's 299. 299, okay. Yeah. I no, no, you know. I made a mistake. No, this page. What page? Let me see. 164.299 is the correct number. 164.299? Yes, sir. Yeah, that's, what, yeah, that's what Ms. Mosley's saying. But that one there is from Robert. Yeah, that's what Robert's truck center. No, what? I'm saying that, that should be. I'm seeing something different than y'all. Oh, what you looking at? This page and then this page. Okay. We have three pages. Okay. I got three pages, but the second page is saying it's the score. The freight liner is the 171 number. 171 number? Yes. Not the 164. Right. Okay. Well, what's Robert's number? Robert's is 164. 164.99. Okay. The, the numbers is just a flip-flop. Is it the numbers or the... or the? It was transcribed on there. It was transcribed on there. Okay, so... It's the 170. 171. 171. Freight liner of Savannah. That's I right. correct that motion to... 171, 816. 171, 816. You with the commission president? Freight liner of Savannah. Okay. I mean, what... I mean, I see what you're talking about. I have this question, Mr. Chairman. Yeah, that was my question. Well, the, the deal is, this, is Robert's Truck Center, we've had some issues with them and their maintenance, mm -hmm. and they can't even, they won't even tell me when they might could get me a truck. The last thing was 464 days, and Robert, I mean, Freightliner can have me one in February, is the reason mm -hmm. going with them. Where's Robert's truck center located? They, uh, they got one in uh, Pooler or Garden City and the one in Richmond Hill. One in Richmond Hill. And Richmond Hill yeah, right stays off the 144 back. down there. Yeah, 144 out there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, so what, what type of issues um, do we have with The maintenance department. We had some fire trucks up there and a couple other things that just di didn't go well. That's the reason, too. They were scored on proposals. So under those proposal criteria, one was delivery of truck or delivery of unit, mm -hmm. you know, and you got a score for that. You got you got scored based on serviceability and history on service. Mm -hmm. That's the reason it was done on a proposal oh, versus load bid. Sorry. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm just, I, I don't know. I saw they had the highest score just when I just but saw that. He has the money in his budget. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. Oh, yeah, they got that money in solid it's way. It's 7000 but... Yeah, Robert's Truck Center. Yeah. And like I said, we've had some issues with them. Just the yeah. main thing is the ability to get the truck. Right. Yeah. They, uh, they won't even tell me. The best they'll tell me is I think it was 464 days. So that's and that's another 90 days at the body shop. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah. Yeah. You got to pay a little more to get your 
Yeah, I mean, that's get the vehicle you need. Yeah, yeah. Ah, okay. All right. Yeah. Everybody clear? Well, I, 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 I guess my question, uh, uh, Mr. Brown, um, when, when there is a, when we do take the high bid, is there a percentage that nobody's going to bid at all? So, so under, under the Georgia law, you can accept, you can buy equipment or make purchases either under, under straight bid in which you're locked into either taking it or rejecting it, mm -hmm. and, or proposal method. So proposal method, you're, you don't, there is no percentages involved with the bid. The bid only counts a certain percentage point or certain points in your total score. So, and, and I guess um, based on what Mr. Wells said, um, Roberts basically said, um, here's my bid. But all this other stuff that y'all want, uh, I can't do none of that. Uh, like, meaning, I mean, you know, I, I can't give you the truck. I, I'm not good at services. I'm not good at this other stuff. But, but here's my number. He, he gave me the number, and I think on the bid it actually says the date for delivery just to be determined. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't even a. Yeah. He didn't put a date down. And the, the last ones we done, I think it was 464 days mm -hmm. for a delivery date yeah. plus. The time in the body shop. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's all I had. All right. All right. But, but with road projects, we have to. Road projects are different. Road projects are classified as public work projects, and so under state law, they have to be awarded based on low bids. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I mean, you know, sometimes with that, it's the same thing. Not good quality. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All in favor. All right, sir. Thank you. Uh, I'll keep you. you out so late. I'll see you tomorrow. Right, we can't pay overtime. See you tomorrow at 830. 830 on Arnold Drive. We need to sign an excuse for you. 830 on Arnold Drive. <laughs> okay. Oh, ain't you supposed to be with me at 831? No, man. Golly. <laughs> Let me say this to the Board of Commissioners. I know we're running a little over, but I, I you know, way I'm over. telling something about him his crew <laughs> with some of the water problem that we got on the east end we've got some of it some of it taken care of and those are some good workers but i'm gonna say to this board and i'll say it out loud he needs some help good help's hard to find he needs some help yeah. and i don't know where he's gonna find it at but yeah I mean, find good people and i don't know we're gonna have to do something with some Commissioner Jones, did you get my email about the, the estimates for Sam Quarterman and all of that? Yes, sir. Um, I want to, well, and I think we were back and forth with the email. Um, I wanted to get with you one day that you have some free time and let's do a walk through so I can physically see what you see yeah. and make a final determination on the end game on that. Yep. No, that's just whenever you get time, call me and I'll make myself available. Thank you for everything you do. You've been following up on my issues pretty good. Um, I got he does. constituents happy, believe that or not. We've <laughs> <laughs> been getting good um, comments from what we've been accomplishing since um, I've gotten here. And thank you for everything you've done to get me to this point. No problem. Glad I could help. Thank All right. <laughs> that's how we know him. Thank you, sir. Announcements? Uh, well, we got one more item on the agenda, sir. Do? But look, yes, yes. Sir, yes, or the uh, oh, sure probation agreement service for your court. Your court yes. so we got in a call from the uh, Track judge. Uh, Chief judge had examined contracting opportunities for folks that they have to put on probation. This mm -hmm. is Superior Court. And he sent us a letter uh, 
asking the commission to acquiesce in the superior court engagement, which they've been using them of uh, these folks, Southeast Corrections. They had previously been using the other company the state court was using, mm -hmm. but that company's really gone out of business now. Mm -hmm. And so he needs a company to offer services to superior court. So really under state law, they make the choice. They just ask for the commission to agree, just like the state court. He's just asking the commission to please please honor his request to have a probation company to help Superior Court and that it be Southeast Corrections. Okay. Chair and Taylor, motion. So move. Second. second. Motion is second. All in favor? All right, sir. Only other quick announcement. You got a big meeting next time. We're going to be going over a lot of stuff. But the other thing, just to let you know, is a workshop. If you want to mention that about cancellation of the workshop. Cancellation. The community workshop. Yeah. Uh, based on the COVID numbers both here in England County. What feedback did we get? Uh, no negative feedback. In fact, we gotten a couple other calls wanting to know if that was going to happen. Yeah, we were able to say yes, we did. Yeah. Oh, feedback from the uh, from the place. Uh huh. Uh, no penalty at all. No penalty at all. Which was very very good. Okay. All right. Good. What's the name? Go ahead. Go. The, the, the workshop. Community workshop. Uh, Mr. Chairman. And council. So he did. Um, we we talked you and I talked one day last week about um, Cooper Lane. Did we did we get that uh, what we needed to get? You know, I'm, I'll follow back up. I don't know whether they've gotten the easement or not. Okay, but we're just going to get the, the people down there. I we mean, were, they, they I, I think we've already taken care of the emergency problem. Okay, and yeah, we were going to follow up with a permanent solution. Okay, good. Uh, I will double check though. Okay, uh, y'all gonna get me in trouble with Commissioner Fraser. Uh, <laughs> just just one for the. <laughs> Media, I guess, uh, whatever you want to call it. You know, we've always been following up each year with the uh, commissioner's trophy. Mm. And, uh, you know, it's that time again, but we don't have a trophy now. So do we wish to continue that or, or discontinue it? Uh, I, I was a trophy I mean, purchase. I, I don't remember. Oh, they look forward to that. I think it's pretty good for the community. Yeah, they love that. You can order another one. Well, why yeah. don't we have a trophy? Because it's retired. Well, the trophy finally went to... To Liberty? To Liberty, I think. Yeah. Yeah, it went to Liberty now. So that one's going to Liberty. But we get another one just like it. Yeah. And then we start, like start all over. over. So yeah. Yeah. I, I just happened to thought about it the other, the other day. When, when is that game? Do you know? Is it? I don't have like a clue. Like in two weeks, I think. Is it September? Oh. But I, I thought definitely not this weekend. Right? We said if it gets retired, we were just going to order a new one, correct? That's what, what was that commission? Yeah. We've ordered one before. Keep it going. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah I, I think we should keep it going. If wherever we got that one from, we get another one, and it's kind of like a three-year. Is it every three years, or, or if you win it for three? If you win it three year, three three. I think it's right. Consecutive years or something like that. It, it goes to that school. That's that's how. It but so so like if no one ever wins it for three straight years, then we never have Just to buy another trophy. Right. right. It keeps going back and forth. <laughs> yeah, it keeps going. Mm -hmm. Then finally, you know, like I said, Brad will have. Whatever school is, like, I guess Liberty High. Finally. Okay. So that's that's where it's at now. Did we'll Bob did Bob order that? Who ordered that? Uh, we we probably ordered it. Okay. Like we'll see about getting that. Okay. Yes, sir. All right. I don't even think it's a trophy shop in Hinesville. Did we get it from Hinesville? Sure. I know the one that used to be over there closed down. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The one the one that used to be on General Scribbin. Scribbin's closed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. People like like text more than Jimmy can tell you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wherever to get them from. Oh, the girls. All right, any other announcements, sir? No, sir. No? Anything else look good at all the commission? Yes. 
All right. Make a motion, we adjourn. I'll beat you to it. So move. Second. Second. All in favor. Uh, Commissioner.